You are about to enter the fantasy football show. Jameer Gibbs is a running back one. You didn't hear me stutter. I'm not hesitating. There's no equivocation here going on. This man, Jameer Gibbs, is a running back one. And I'm so hesitant to make this video because I don't want a Bob out there. One of my Bobs. One of my loyal, amazing, subscribing, drafting Bobs out there to take this content and go justify drafting Gibbs anywhere inside the top 25 overall. Gibbs is an acceptable third round pick right now. I say acceptable because Gibbs is a fourth round pick right now. If you go out and draft him on upside, that's like walking into the gas station and saying, put 25 on pump number one, which would fill up like only half your tank in today's gas prices put 25 on pump one you walk out to pump one get in your car and drive away and don't pump your gas why in the hell would you take jameer gibbs any higher than you have to don't get overly excited and go smitty said he's headed to the moon i've got to own him in every draft now and i'm gonna reach in round two look at my eyes understand the words coming out of my mouth right now gibbs will climb you'll have your time to draft him early i promise you that it won't shock me if he climbs into the top 25 yeah you heard me a second round pick it would not shock me if on august 20 he's getting drafted at 18 overall in the second round oh smitty that's just stupid we've heard that before jameer gibbs the fantasy football show begins now this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty I get where you're coming from if you're a worried William or you're a petrified Peter and you're saying, Smitty, he's never carried a football in the NFL. Why would you rank him? First of all, I'm not ranking him anywhere right now, Bob, but at his ADP because I'm smart. His underdog ADP right now is at 41 overall, which is absolutely incredible. Keenan Allen, people are taking Keenan Allen ahead of Jameer Gibbs. Amari Cooper over Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I can understand Najee and Etienne, and I, I guess I could understand Hopkins, but I wouldn't do it. Watson, I like Watson a lot, but I'm still taking Jameer Gibbs. Honestly, right in this territory here, and again, you're removing Cooper. I'd take Jameer over Debo. But the critical information here is that 41 overall is his ADP, Jameer Gibbs. 41. That puts him at 4.5. That means, and this is underdog, where people are paying money per entry. Every single person drafting is finishing their draft because they paid money to be in a draft why would they walk away in the middle of the draft if you're using espn adp where people jump in and draft for three rounds then bail and start a new draft and then the computer takes over and piles on the adp data selecting off of the adp data that's bad adp data on bad adp data that's why underdog fantasy promo code smitty if you want to draft with us you need to click on the link in the description or use code smitty the link puts code smitty in for you but they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit when you use this linker code. And this is how we draft. If you want to draft with us on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, we draft every single Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at midnight Eastern. Of course, I'm live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. I'm live whenever news breaks. But using Underdog's ADP, the only ADP I use, paying people, getting an accurate sense of where people are willing to pay good money to draft these guys. 4.5. 4 point five do you guys understand how valuable this information is drafting him here you're throwing away your opportunity 
Honestly, I take him in this 3.5 to 3.12 range when I don't think I'm going to get him. For example, if you have a, let's say, four overall pick, you're going to have a later fourth round pick. Maybe he doesn't fall. His ADP is 4.5. I can understand you taking him in round three. I will not send you on a lap if you take Jameer Gibbs in round three. I do it. I do it myself. But I can tell you right now, my best teams that I've assembled in 2023, underdog fantasy, promo code Smitty, the best teams I've assembled so far this year have been where I've waited patiently, Jameer Gibbs has fallen, and I've smashed him in the fourth round. And when you're drafting from that 12 spot, you automatically have a a pick 4.1 and 3.12. Perfect place to do it as well. Look at this team right here. Garrett Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, Jameer Gibbs, and Burrow are my third and fourth back-to-back bookend picks, essentially taking Jameer Gibbs at 4.1. Joe Burrow, Jameer Gibbs, JT, Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Kamara Charbonnet. That's how you absolutely smash a draft. These poor saps drafting with me in this random puppy draft on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. You can jump in a draft too. These poor saps, they they don't know what's coming for them. They don't know that I have a running back one in Jameer Gibbs at that 3.12 to 4.1 pick that I took there. Joe Burrow and Jameer Gibbs are the ideal 3.12 to 4.1 bookend picks. I can't think of a better combination. I really can't. And the fact that he's locked into 4.1 to 4.5, it is a gift. Any draft where you have a 10, 11, 12 overall pick, you're going to get Jameer Gibbs eight times, nine times out of 10 in that late third, probably even early fourth round pick. And you got to make that determination whether you want to let it ride here and take a player you think is going to go before Jameer. So you get the best combination of two players right here. My favorite two being Joe Burrow and Jameer Gibbs in the back-to-back 3.12, 4.1. 41 overall, people. 41 overall. 4.5. 4.1 to 4.5. Please hammer that number into your head and crush your league mates. Don't give up your, your value and opportunity here. It's only a matter of time before people know what's really going on with Jameer Gibbs. This report here doesn't help matters. I wonder if it bumps his ADP a couple slots here, but The Athletic is reporting that the Lions have made it a point of emphasis to move Jameer Gibbs all over the place in practice. I quote, On one play, he'd line up in the backfield. On the next play, he'd be in the slot. On another play, he'd be split out wide as an outside wide receiver or show that look prior to motioning back to the running back position. They're moving him all over the field and with Jamison Williams out for the first six weeks of the season, this guy, Jameer Gibbs, is gonna be quite arguably the number two receiver on the team. And you might say, well, what happens when Jamison comes back? That's the beauty about fast-tracking players. When you fast-track a player, you throw them to the fire. They mature really quickly and that maturing process doesn't get taken away. He gets left being an absolute monster. So even upon Jamison's return, he's going to be so embedded in the offense. I don't think much gets dialed back. I would be extremely disappointed. I'd be ashamed of myself. I'd wear a paper bag on my head the next day if this guy doesn't catch 55 receptions as a rookie. He could crush 55 receptions. That's a low number. That's light work for Jameer Gibbs. Running back one in 2023. Top five to 10 running back in 2023 learn about it and if things couldn't get any better for us jameer gibbs truthers on underdog fantasy promo code smitty which i just showed you over and over and over again the link in the description the higher on the pick'em for jameer gibbs 
on total yardage on the ground rushing for 2023 is 580 yards, 0.5. That is the biggest smash I've ever seen in my life. Hit that higher on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. The link is in the description. Again, this is how we draft. So click that link and sign up ahead of time. It's a $10 minimum deposit. They'll match that $10 and give you another 10. So you'll have 20 or they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. So deposit wisely because they'll match whatever you put in up to $100 if you're new. But 580 0.5 rushing yards you gotta be out of your mind you gotta be out of your mind hit that higher do it live here comes the live show baby oh oh and actually for those of you that are like smitty you've presented a lot of good information i appreciate this this has felt like summer school and i feel very caught up at this point but i need a little more science to to prove to me that jameer gibbs is going to be a top five to ten running back do you have any science yes i do here is the science and the data. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. Yeah. And now, the Fantasy Football Show live begins. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wearing my Breeze's Pieces uh, attire, which you can find at in the merch store just by going to either the fantasyfootballshow.com slash merch or you just get on over to the uh on the youtube app you just click you can see join and memberships there's the join button and then below that the memberships that's for the exclusive youtube dollar 99 or 999 membership but right next to it is the store tab and the same thing here on mobile right next to memberships is the store tab if you want to get your merch we've got the Bijan running back one with the moon men on the back the backpacks I've got Brees' Pieces shirts over there. Get on over there and get your merch. But boy, what a little show. What a little show you just saw right now regarding this man, Jameer Gibbs. He's headed to the moon, straight moonshot. The guy's going to be an absolute monster in 2023. And you can get on board now or you can watch us drive past you or conduct past you as I'm not letting anybody on the train after today. The, the 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 Jameer Gibbs cards are being taken away. I will take away your Jameer Gibbs card if you're not fully on board and vetted and you're not even getting in the caboose. We aren't letting you anywhere anywhere near the train after today. Um, the hype is going to get crazy. The hype is somebody said in the chat I saw the hype is getting out of hand. I don't I don't think so at all. I don't see where you see that. If you're talking about on this channel it's because we know what time it is, but outside of this world he's in the fourth round i just got done explaining to you in a near 10 minute video pal that the hype isn't out of hand the hype isn't out of hand at all because his adp says 4.5 how is the hype getting out of hand explain to me how the jameer gibbs hype is getting out of hand when his eight i just got done explaining it 4.5 4.5 this guy's going to be a running back one. He's going to be a running back one. 
not the running back one, a running back one, but a top five to 10 running back. If you don't understand what I'm saying, then you missed the first 11 minutes of the show. So kind of look back 10 minutes ago and then catch up and get back on board here. Because Jameer Gibbs has taken every single one of you to the moon. This man is the science. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if this man, Jameer Gibbs, he looks better than Kamara looked coming out of college, more prepared to become Kamara. Schmitty, did you just say Gibbs was more prepared to become Kamara than Alvin Kamara was prepared to become Kamara? <laughs> no! You've just been Smitty approved. He is a unicorn. Drop a unicorn emoji for the man named Jameer Gibbs because he is a unicorn. I want to see nothing but unicorns for the next 20 seconds. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it fly. And this guy is also a 580.5 yard rushing higher low line on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Match up to $100 on your first deposit. You could deposit the minimum of, of 10 and get 10 and have 20 bucks for just putting 10 in. And you could drop all of it, all 20 of it, on this 580 rushing line on Jameer Gibbs, which is unbelievable. It's like highway robbery. This guy's going to crush 580 rushing yards. This is insane. I don't care how much he gets used in the passing game. He can get 580 yards in a quarter of a season. On the ground. I'm not saying he'll average that for four quarters of the season, all four of them. I'm just saying there is a, a time where this guy could just rip off a couple 150 yard rushing games in two back to back and back to back games. He could get 580 yards in like a six, seven game span on the ground. This is insane. This is the craziest line I've ever seen. They took it down for a while. We thought it wasn't coming back, but it did get added back. Go get it. Go get it. Drop that unicorn. For Jameer Gibbs. The flux capacitor is ready for the season to begin. Yes, it is. The phone lines are actually open as well. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. One thing I did notice though is that we've got we got 28 thumbs up and a hundred of you in here. So I'm not pointing any fingers here, but there could be potentially some more thumbs up, I think, that we can afford to throw at the screen here. 28 thumbs up for your boy. 28 of you have worn your shoes into my house and didn't wipe your feet at the front door. At least wipe your dirty shoes at the front door, please. Uh, Gibbs, 793 rushing yards and 467 passing. You mean passing or receiving, J-Max? I don't think you mean passing. I don't think even I believe he's going to throw for 467 yards. But I would say that your numbers don't, they seem a little low. They seem a little low. I'm going to go with an easy 550-plus receiving. And I'm going to say this man gets upwards of 800, 900 rushing yards. And that would be that would be, that would would be be light work. And I think 55-plus receiving uh, receptions and probably something along the lines of 12 total touchdowns. And if he does anything less than that, I'm going to wear a paper bag over my head for an entire live stream. 
Let's do it live. Punch the thumb up button on your way in the door. And let's take a little look at, uh, at those Mars men, which Jameer Gibbs is on the Mars shuttle. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. I mean, look at look at uh, look at this list. It's such a strong Marsman list this year. Alave feels like it's just an absolute breakout monster in the making that I don't understand how people don't see him coming the way we do. I mean, ESPN has him in the third and fourth round, and you get these analysts out there that like use that data and then they try and guide people with it, like as if they don't know it's broken. Like, how do you not know it's broken? And and Alave is a second rounder. Bijan, we said he was a top five overall pick. People laughed at us. Now he's a top six overall lock. And people are going to catch up to our taking Bijan over Christian McCaffrey. He's arguably the 1.1 in a redraft. You, you heard me right, you random Roger coming in here for the first time. First of all, we welcome you. Welcome back to football. Okay, Burrow, Chase, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs. There may be another Mars man ad- added. But if you're walking in and you're confused and you're like, Smitty, Garrett Wilson, a top one to five. Did you just say one to five wide receiver? Yes, I did. Yes, I Are you telling me he's going to outscore Tyreek Hill? He's going to outscore uh, Waddle? And, uh, actually, I'm talking about him sharing the stage on on many occasion with Jamar Chase and JJ. I'm saying he's a top one to five wide receiver. I'm saying he dances and has regular cups of coffee with Jamar Chase and JJ. You keep running your mouth, worried William, and late to the party Landon about how I'm saying he's going to outscore Tyreek Hill and Diggs and all these. I'm so way ahead of you that you're talking about Wide receivers five, six, seven, eight. I'm talking about him dancing with the top three. I'm talking about him square dancing, slow dancing with Jamar Chase and JJ all season long. Those three are going to be doing the two-step up in the top three like you can't believe. And you're here talking about Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Diggs and guys way behind the game. Garrett Wilson's going to explode. And when I see somebody come in here and say, what about Monty? They wouldn't pay Monty, Smitty, if they were going to tell me you know nothing about football without telling me you know nothing about football. Tell me tell me you have been out of football and out of touch the entire offseason and are crawling your way back in right this very second without telling me you're crawling right back in this very second. Smitty, when you mention Monty to try and tear down Jameer Gibbs' predictions, you don't know what you're talking about. Where are you even coming from? What rock have you been living under where you didn't even hear the echo of a Jameer Gibbs yell from that war room when they drafted Jameer Gibbs and he fell to 12 and they did one of these numbers? Where were you? Couldn't you under your rock hear the echo of the scream? When that war room said the name Jameer Gibbs number 12. What were you doing? What were you doing? Why are you why do you keep mentioning Monty's name as if Monty's relevant to Jameer Gibbs at all? He's not relevant to Jameer Gibbs at all. He wasn't there last year. 
Why do people bring up Jamal Williams? What does Jamal Williams have anything to do with Jameer Gibbs? He has zero to do with him. I don't care what happened last year. I don't care that Monty was brought over and paid some money. This guy was number 12 overall. Get a get a grip. Get a grip on reality. If you even think Monty has anything to do with this man that's lining up all over the field. Like the report I just read to you a minute ago. Where it says that the Lions have made it a point of emphasis to move Jameer Gibbs all over the place in practice. And what I read to you in addition on one play, quote, he lined up in the backfield. On the next play, he lined up in the slot. On another, he split out wide as an outside wide receiver or showed that and looked to be in that position in motion, came back under center as a running back. Do you not understand what's going on? Because I could explain it to you again if you'd like. And, and John's calling, and maybe John wants to, to, to be explained a little bit about this, or maybe he believes. John, are you a Jameer Gibbs believer or a doubter? You're live. Hello? Oh, believer for sure. Okay, good good boy, John. What can I do for you, pal? Okay, so what is, so on the subject of Jameer Gibbs, how different do you think he is compared to someone like Aaron Jones, who last year was going in the second round because of what he thought he would be? Now I've been getting Jones consistently in the fifth, um, and I could see very similar levels of usage. I like Gibbs more than Jones, but do you think there's such an ocean of difference between the two? Well, I again, though, they're going in the same place. Like no one's no one's taking Jameer Gibbs in round two. Jameer Gibbs isn't going around two. He isn't going around three. He belongs in the top fifteen overall. He belongs there. Do not draft him there. You do not have to draft him there. But he's his ADP is four point one to four point five. He is an absolute steal. I wouldn't touch Aaron Jones versus Jameer Gibbs at that cost of entry. Let's say, let's say Jameer Gibbs climbs to to fifteen overall in in September on September one. You got a draft on September two. He climbs up. Uh, is the question could Aaron Jones be more valuable cost of entry? I mean, we could look at that at the end of the year. But I'm not making a decision about Aaron Jones holding me back from drafting Jameer Gibbs. They have no relation whatsoever. I could see somebody saying something like. You know, hey, would you would you rather skip out on drafting Jameer Gibbs at 18 overall when he climbs to that territory, which he most certainly will in my mind. But right now he's at 4.1, 4.5. Take full advantage. Understand what I'm saying. I'm saying in the future, if he climbs up and you say, should I take a wide receiver? I could get a Lave or I could get maybe St. Brown falls a little bit ADP wise. And then you could get Aaron Jones later. If that's the way you want to look at it, I could understand your thinking going around that. But like, I'm not, I'm not even in a place where these two are the same. Like Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones is an injury risk. He's getting older. He's got good usage. Sure. But there was, there's a, there's definitely a time here very soon, and I don't know if it's going to be this year, and I don't want to be left holding the bag that he drops off a significant amount or continues to get hurt. They're they're not comparable to, to, to me. They're both going in the same territory right now, roughly, and Jameer Gibbs is a smash over Aaron Jones. 
For sure. And I guess because I do believe in Gibbs, I can see him climbing, especially as we get closer and more hype comes out about him. And I guess it is, I am saying what you alluded to, which is that with how late someone like Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon or probably even Madison goes, I'm more inclined to draft a receiver in that range just because you can get some, like I think Olave could easily be a top 10 wide receiver. Top five, you mean top five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like easily top ten. So ceiling is top five. I've so had a couple. A uh, on that. I've had a couple of people say the same Aaron Jones thing. You have. I think there's some people creating content around that specific. Like, go get Aaron Jones instead of Jameer Gibbs. It's a better, cheaper version. And I think people get carried away with this cheaper version BS. Like, because people come come to me all the time with it. Like, somebody's somebody. I think a lot of people are creating copycat content around this somewhere. Where it's like, hey, here's the cheaper version of this guy. Here's the discounted version of this guy. And it's like a, a, a good buzzword out there in the fantasy space right now. So a lot of people are talking about that kind of content. I don't I don't like, I, why would I want a cheaper version? Why would I want a cheaper version? The only thing I want is a better version that's hidden in later rounds. Like, I'm not going to go get a discounted version of Joe Burrow. Oh, go! You can get just you know Deshaun Watson, or you can get Danny Dimes is a cheaper version of. I've seen that one before. Danny Dimes is a discounted version of Josh Allen. Why in the hell would I want a discounted version of Josh Allen? Why would I want a discounted version of Jameer Gibbs? Like I, I, I could understand you're saying, hey, if I miss out on this guy, who's the who's the mm-hmm. most comparable player I could find? And would Aaron Jones suffice if, let's say, I missed out on Jameer Gibbs and he was sitting there? Like, that I could understand. But this whole notion of avoiding avoiding a breakout elite player that's going to be potentially one of the guys that you're just going to... You don't even... You know one of those years you have where you don't even care if you lose. You're having so much fun watching your players. <laughs> like, this is the kind of guy sure. that's going to give you so much joy on Sundays. You probably cash it all in just to have a blast watching him play football. I don't want to draft off a spreadsheet. Going and getting a discounted version of him in any way, shape, or form is a... Re- no offense to your comment. I don't want you to think I mean this at you. But when, no, when people good. create content and it drives people to me to ask the question, because this is not the first time someone's asked me that exact question. I know somebody is creating something on that because four or five people have said the exact same thing you said with the way you said it. it there's mm-hmm. no way I'm interested... In, in not being all in on this rising monster and finding the people that say, how can we get a discounted version of him? Those are conservative Caleb's that don't want to ride the train. And that's fine. I won't let them on. I won't let them on. There's no, there's no going and diluting or getting a cheaper version of Gibbs when he's already the cheapest he will ever be. He's in the fourth round. He's in the fourth round. And that is a steal. That wins you a league. Single-handedly, Gibbs in round four and Joe Burrow in four or five. Because Joe Burrow will fall to 5.2, 5.3 all the time on underdog. Joe Burrow in round four and five and Gibbs in four, anywhere in four, wins you a league. And if you get both of those bad boys somehow, you know, without even using your third, second, or first round, you might as well walk straight to the bank. Hell yeah. Um, bit, if I if I have more time, uh, sure. this is a bit of a topic change, but how do you feel in a two-quarterback league if I rolled in with someone like Tua and Geno, if I decided? Because all the other years in my two-quarterback league, I've always gone quarterback in the first round, 
taken Mahomes or Allen. And if I punted the position this year and did like a Tua Geno sort of a pairing, what do you think about them for this upcoming year? I know with Tua, it's an injury risk, but if he plays 17 games somehow, I think he's got a lot of potential. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I just I feel like if you cuffed him to Mike White, maybe I'd feel more comfortable about it. But there's no way in hell I want Tua Tagovailoa as my one of my starting quarterbacks if I don't have him cuffed at least. He's he could not last. He could he he might even make week one. Like we have no idea what's in store for him. He could literally get hit in practice or preseason, you know, or whatever, and basically be concussed. The moment we hear he's concussed again, and you can bet that they're gonna we're gonna find out about it, um, that that it's like, bro, his value just tanks, and he's gonna question whether he's gonna play football. The moment he has one more concussion, mm-hmm. he's gonna have a real hard look at the situation and take a look in the mirror and say, what I, what I've been hearing, I haven't wanted to hear, but now I'm ready to listen. I'm getting concussed whenever I'm getting hit. And this could be a product of getting a concussion while he was immediately already concussed. He got two back-to-back concussions in the same game. And who who the hell knows what that's going to do to his brain. There's no way to test it. There's no way to know. The only thing I know is that he is probably the most susceptible player in the entire National Football League to get a concussion. And there have been doctors that have come out and talked to reportedly the GM of of the Miami Dolphins. And the NFLPA, the GM, said that said that Tua Tagovailoa is no more likely to get concussed than any other player in the National Football League. And that is the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard in my life. Because we know that concussions, most all of the time, every concussion you get makes you more susceptible to the next concussion. That's why Steve Young retired and continued to get concussions. That's why Kurt Warner retired because he kept getting concussions. Sometimes on a rare occasion, someone like Brandon Cooks has concussion, concussion, concussion. And all of a sudden he hasn't suffered a concussion in a long time. It's, it's not an exact science. The people who know the science that study it their whole life will tell you if anybody says they know how likely someone is to get concussed. They don't know what they're talking about. I've studied it my whole entire life, somebody would say. And no one knows. We don't even know. The people that dedicate their life to it don't know. So how is somebody else going to say he's the, he's not more likely than any other player to get concussed? He's a walking concern. And I, 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 I you know, prayers up to him. I don't want, I don't want to be right here. I don't want to be right here. But gaining weight, Doing this, you know, this, what does he do? Is it uh, jiu-jitsu or whatever it was? Uh, taekwondo, whatever the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. To, tr- to try and, uh, you know, be a little bit better about his head hitting the ground. How to take a fall. How to take a tumble. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. Bottom line is, he looks about 20 LBs overweight too. So, his force going to the ground every time is going to be uh, be greater. I, I just, you know, one tap to the head, the back of the helmet has nothing to do with whether you've taken these classes or not. Like, you just, I, I wouldn't go near to it, bro. I, For sure. I, I can understand the, the intrigue, the offense, Miami Mike system, how good Tua did at times. But Tua also felt like he was getting a little figured out a little bit at the end of the year anyway. And so I kind of just don't know that that's a place I want to go unless you're backing him up with Mike White. And you have like some other quarterback on the roster as well, but 
That's I just think I could get a, an Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love in a super flex at that end of the line. Like I punt quarterback and I still get Aaron Rodgers. I still get Aaron Rodgers and Sam Howell. I still get Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. I'm not saying Tua is well, not so how better. Do you feel about Gino then? Because with Gino, G- uh, he was a borderline QB one yeah. last season. Then they go get him Charbonnet and JSN. Yeah. Like I hate Charbonnet for Walker, but I, you know, that's great for Seattle's offense. Look, I'll say this. I'll say I admittedly right here, right now, I'm telling you, I'm undervaluing Gino. I'm undervaluing mm-hmm. Gino and I'm undervaluing Goff, and I don't know how to get out of this undervalue world when I'm in. Like I can't. I know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it. For some reason, I don't want to own Gino, and I know it's. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. I know Goff's gonna have a hell of a year. Why don't I want to own these guys? I don't know. I don't know. I'm biasly uh, unsure, but but I do know Gino probably will produce very well for you. So I think that one's a pretty good avenue. Yeah, because I can't imagine that they don't run more three receiver sets getting JSN. And then at that point, that's probably a top five receiver room. Yeah. Yeah, but but I would would say be careful, tread lightly. Have you already drafted or no? Oh, no, we aren't drafting until August uh, or July or something like that. So we haven't done that yet. Hit that thumb up, guys. 161 in here, like Blackbeard said, and only 67 thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I would say go after A-Rod. Go after Jordan, you know. You, I mean, maybe you like Tua more than Jordan Love. I, I get it. Jordan Love's a risk. Like, everything I just said about mm-hmm. Tua, you could find, like, comparable risk factors on a different level for Jordan Love. <laughs> you know, so, like, well, to, e- Tua, to each Tua his Tua own. to me, it's the injury. It's just, like, that's the biggest red flag. Yeah. If you tell me he's playing 17 games, then I look at it differently. But I, yeah. I don't think he is. I, yeah, I don't think he is either. And I don't know that Mike White, as much as I love Mike White, I don't know that he's going to go out there and produce the same fantasy numbers. He's a surgeon on the field. He's more of like a, the yardage could be there. Maybe they run in touchdowns more than they pass, you know, throw touchdowns. I, I don't really know how it's going to look. I know that if you do draft Tua, you better draft Mike White. And Mike White's free, you know, or in a super flex, no, yeah, he's going he's so really late, you can, you can monitor his ADP and take him appropriately. But, like, you cannot draft Tua and not have Mike White. You can, you can, and you got to look. And then you got to monitor Trey Lance. Does the do the Niners trade Trey Lance over to Miami Mike? I don't know that Shanahan and Miami Mike are getting along right now. So, but Shanahan's kind of. I don't think he care at the end of the day. I think the Niners want to get rid of Trey Lance, and we'll see what happens. But well, I don't see how the Niners don't. Well, I don't. I don't see how Trey Lance isn't starting somewhere next season. There's too much draft capital behind him to not him somewhere like if the night is like Purdy, then bro but i'll just get but keep in mind the draft capital behind him is all the night on the niner side of the table like i don't think anybody else cares about the draft capital if anything he just failed he failed in everybody's eyes he failed the team that gave up three first rounders isn't using him they're now in the best opportunity that they've ever been in to use him and they're not using him so I don't know that I agree with that. I think that maybe he could get traded mid-season, but I think if he goes through this entire year, bro, he hasn't played since 2018 or what 19. He hasn't played in forever. Like he's got cobwebs all over him at this point. There's there's no there's no reason another team's going to say, "Well, the Niners gave up three first rounders for him, so he's got to be good." No, they're telling everybody he's not good. They're basically saying this is like when you try and trade a player in fantasy and you put him on your bench when you're you're sending offers out. You sit him on your bench and you send offers out 
And when people go to your lineup and they look for him and they don't see him and they see that you buried him on the bench, they're like, this guy doesn't even like him. I'm not going to give him top dollar for him. He doesn't even like him. If he doesn't believe in him, how the hell am I supposed to believe in him? So I don't know. I I understand where you're coming from there, but I just think Trey Lance has been ruined, bro. I I, sad as it is, as much as I hate to say it, because I really liked him. He's ruined by Shanahan. I I can't stand Shanahan. I can't stand him. He he ruins. Yeah, I mean his rushing upside would have just been insane for fantasy. I have no idea how he would have been as an actual NFL quarterback. He could have been good, but I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling if I texted Raj right now, my boy RSF Forty ers and I said, "Give me your your you know your your mortgage payment is on the line right now." Who who starts week one? Between these two players, let's say Purdy's not ready, Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, I, I I'd almost I'd almost bet that Raj would say, unfortunately, I believe it's probably gonna be Sam Darnold. I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me for sure. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think Sam Darnold is is not a good quarterback, but I think he's better than a backup or a third string backup. I mean, according to the but, Niners' top beat writer, <laughs> he's the best. He's got the what, the, what do you say? He's the best thrower in 49er history, Sam Darnold. <laughs> like, come on. What's going on go. over there? Got to be true. Uh, hang tight. You can stay on the line, John, or if you need to disconnect, disconnect. Uh, Scuba Steve, you are on the on the live, bro. Hey, what's up, my man? man what's up, Smitty, Scuba? What's going on, man? Not much, man. No, I, before I got into that question, uh, I... Uh, my question, real quick, uh, I just just to try in on what you guys are talking about, and uh, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. Is that uh, you look at the 49ers, They're a team that at this point that's uh, starving for a quarterback. So I agree with you. It does say something that a uh, team that that seems like they're like a quarterback away with all this talent. They, they can't find a way to get this guy Trey Lance on the on the field. I don't know if they have like in the background, whereas maybe like John Lynch wants this guy to start, and like Kyle Shanahan doesn't. I mean. Uh, if this guy ends up getting traded, I mean, all, you, you would think that like these guys that work it, like maybe the sto- maybe like something's gonna come out. I, I feel like uh, stuff like is being hidden right now because because maybe this guy's still on the team and I, maybe they have to like wait until like this guy's off the team and we're actually. Hey, gonna Sir find Isaac, out you still happens. here? Sir Isaac. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, uh, real quickly, Sir Isaac dropped a super chat. Said Bijan fell to me at twelve. People are going uh, too wide receiver crazy. 12 Bijan to the moon insane bro you did you get Bijan and Garrett Wilson Sir Isaac I wonder if Sir Isaac got sorry about the delay on responding to that I wonder if Sir Isaac got Garrett Wilson and Bijan but he's saying they went wide receiver crazy so I imagine Garrett Wilson went but that's phenomenal bro that's a great job there Sir Isaac but yeah Scuba Steve I believe you're correct I believe you know I believe that we're looking at a potential uh, uh, I don't know unraveling of of any sort of value he might still have right now because he might 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 still have a little bit of trade value and i don't mean like a lot he doesn't have like first round value anymore i don't think you could get rid of him for a first round i don't think you could get a first rounder for him i think trey lance would probably get you a second and and that's not going to be available for too much longer and the more you don't use him the more people are saying what what's wrong with him why aren't you using them? And they and they get to see that that the the deniers truly feel something's wrong with them too. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. 
Um, this news, no, right? It definitely, it definitely is, and because at at the time, I mean, uh, uh, there, there there was that like one point where the Forty Nineers weren't sure if they wanted to go Trey Lance and, and they wanted to go Mac Jones, but uh, like th- there was that whole there was that whole thing too, and and uh, I just don't understand goes. too, like 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 uh, I was talking about. I don't know if, if John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are on the same page. I mean, it, it seems like you, you might have to we might have to like actually like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I actually have a uh, discussion about that. I mean, I know this is this is a fantasy show and everything, but it, it does it does seem like kind of weird where where all of a sudden these guys like did throw in like three first round picks, mortgage the future on this guy, and now all of a sudden this guy can't start for whatever reason it is. This isn't you know just I mean? a fantasy show, pal. This is a news show. Get it right, Scuba. This is a news show. We do news all day long here. Um, look, I I feel like. Hold on, let me talk about this news real quick. ESPN Diana Rossini reports DeAndre Hopkins' visit with the Titans went well, but no deal was struck. Um, last night we went live on this. I made it abundantly clear. I knew a bunch of uh, uh, upset ungers were going to chime in in the comments and say, Schmitty, this is your, your uh, clickbait here, clickbait. My description said, is he trolling question mark? My my graphic had a question mark on it. it. Said Titans, and Hopkins himself went on his Instagram and posted this on his Instagram. Okay, this is what he put on his Instagram. It said Nashville, Tennessee is where he was. He pinned it on his IG story, and in his limousine or in his car or whatever this uh, this uh, shuttle, this luxury shuttle with champagne glasses and all that said welcome. To Nashville, DeAndre Hopkins, and shows him sitting right there in a uni, in a Titan uni, and and so this was him trolling potentially using some of the and we think maybe because the next story was him at a concert, a country concert, that this might just be the the chaperone or the 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 limousine vehicle company trying to say, hey, let's really make him laugh and feel at home and, and show him we want him here. Let's doctor up this little you know welcome message, put him in a jersey, and do. I mean that could have been all it was, but the bottom line is the man put it on his Instagram story. It said, "Welcome to Nashville, DeAndre Hopkins." I had an obligation to go live, and I never apologize. I'll do it every single time. So if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Okay, for anybody out there, it's a Smitty. This is clickbait. He, you don't have any good news on this. This was news. It came right from Hopkins. It came right from Hopkins. I don't apologize for it. And the first thing I said when I went live was, hey, we have no facts to back that this has any legs to it, but it came from the man himself. So we're here to say probably him trolling, 80% trolling, 20% potentially something there, even if 10% of it was what I just read you, read to you, that it went well and that he's just saying like, hey, I might sign here for anybody out there that's watching from other teams. Maybe you got to up your offer. Maybe you got to up your offer because I might be signing with Tennessee. That was about 20% of it we thought. He's trolling, trying to get other teams to, to know he's very close, trying to get the news media to kick into gear raise the hype and the awareness, raise the dollar amount, raise the interest. This is all part of the game. This is like being your own agent. But if I don't go out there and talk about it, if I say, oh, DeAndre Hopkins put this on his story, let me just sit back like a silent Steven, no offense, Scuba Steve, and sit there 
and go, oh, I'll just wait until it becomes fact. My job is not to determine what exactly is going on. My job is to tell you what's in front of us. We digest it together, and we had a really good conversation about where we wanted Hopkins to go. It was a nice excuse to have a DeAndre Hopkins conversation. So I just wanted to clear the air on that for all the petrified Peters and worried Williams and upset Ungers and conservative Caleb's out there that sit there and, and, and say things like I put clickbait out there. I don't put clickbait out ever. I make sure my, my titles, my thumbnails have question marks in them. Or if we're here to discuss something, we're here to shoot it down. Potentially some breaking news breaks that looks rumor like, and we come in and the first thing I say is I don't buy it. This is news out there. I don't buy it. So, you know, anybody that watches it, doesn't like it, do what you want. Go watch somewhere else if you don't like it. Uh, Okay, Hopkins. So this kind of goes toward the thing we talked about last night, that it probably was something that's going in the right direction, and he's trying to lure in other teams that are interested in knowing that the door's closing, the window's closing. So it went well, but no deal was struck. He, there's still a chance he's going to Tennessee, it sounds like, based on that report. But I wanted to get that out there because that news just broke. But go ahead, Scuba. What else you got? Well, uh, just to continue on DeAndre Hopkins thing about what you're saying about the uh, about like he posted that shirt. Uh, it, the, the New England Patriots uh, media team was promoting that uh, he was he was supposed to be in New England sometime this week. So if anything, like you're talking about, he probably could have used this as leverage whether it be him or maybe it was his agent telling him to do that because uh, like Bill Belichick had, had like had to be on the phone with his agent and his agent probably told him what like here he is with his shirt like they gave us an offer like like what's what do you uh, have to offer that's going to lure us from leaving Tennessee to New England so I mean I feel like that's something that Bill Belichick probably would have had to at least like basically told DeAndre Hopkins something to make it worth his time because I mean if he's going to like he, I'm sure like Tennessee even like uh, behind like closed doors, probably did offer him a contract. I mean, look, we look, won't hear it, but I mean, there's nobody. But, but, you know what I mean? There's no coach that loves DeAndre Hopkins more than Bill Belichick. I just want everybody here to know that he loves DeAndre Hopkins more than I think any wide receiver in the National Football League. So he wants DeAndre bad. He, I can tell you right now, he wants DeAndre bad, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get him, as long as DeAndre wants to play there. My question for DeAndre would be, do you want to have a successful season or do you want the biggest bag you can get? And and maybe your team scrapes into the playoffs. I mean, it's possible. Like when we think of the New England Patriots, we think of them with the team they currently have right now. If we step back for a second and we try and picture this this offense with let's call it Zappy. Okay, because we all know we all know it's not Mac Jones. Come on. So yeah, no, I agree with you. Zappy under center, Zappy under center, kind of exciting, kind of. You know, there's still other options like Wentz and Cam Newton. For, personally, I bring Cam Newton back just as a backup quarterback, uh, just because I don't know. You could you could you could win two or three games with them if you had to. But but you put you put Zappy in there. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, you have Stevenson, and you have Bill Belichick's mind and defense and everything. You got Gesicki. It's not that bad of a situation. Is it one that's going to win the division? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's yeah. no way they're beating all three of the teams in their division. They, they, they'll they be lucky to get, 
you know, this would be one of those situations where they have to beat out one of the two teams that are probably getting a wild card spot in that same division. You got to beat Miami. You got to beat the Jets. You got to beat one of those teams and grab one of the wild card spots. And three teams in that division are have a very strong shot at going to the playoffs. Two of them grabbing a wild card spot. The last place team, probably New England, doesn't get in. And then the division winner, the Buffalo Bills, obviously going to the playoffs because they clinched the division. But I, I, ju- I just don't know if Bill Belichick and Hopkins and Stevenson in this entire unit can do it. But I think maybe Hopkins might believe it. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if we really believe it's going to happen. All Hopkins has to do is say, Bill loves me. I feel loved. I feel wanted. I feel like there's a lot going on here that I enjoy and I like. And I think I'll get the volume. I think I'll get the volume. Yeah. You know, and maybe he doesn't want the volume necessarily either to the degree we want the volume headed his direction. Maybe he's feeling like I'm getting older. I want to go somewhere we, we can win games in a creative fashion. Maybe the defense helps out a little bit and I don't have to do everything myself and just be double teamed constantly because that's all he's ever been is double teamed his entire life. Maybe he doesn't want to catch 1,500 yards and 14 scores. You know, I don't know. I don't know where he's at in his mind. But I, I think that the New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns are the lead dogs. I think Tennessee's third. I don't know where Casey yeah. and Buffalo no, are I... at this point. I don't know where they're at. Uh, Scuba, hold on one second, Scuba. Isaac, you're on the line. What's up, Smitty? What's up? You're live. I was uh, I was here in the, uh, the stream last night. I'm glad to see you're up with energy today. Thanks, pal. Uh, I'm, I super chatted earlier about that... Uh, that Bijan at number 12, I just thought that was crazy. Um, I ended up, well, getting Bijan at 12, I ended up just kind of going like one running back through the first five, but I thought it was worth it because Bijan at 12 is just insane value. Who did you get with Bijan, though, at 13? CD. CD Lamb, okay. That's great, yeah. bro. That's a fantastic I went, I went. duo. Can I read off the... Just a couple of the players real quick. I thought it was a really good start to the draft. Yeah, hit, hit me with it. I went Bijan, CD, Ridley, Hopkins, Ayuk, and then T-Law, and then Swift. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not bad. I mean, I like the Ridley-T-Law um, combo. I don't know that I love Hopkins in the fourth round, to be honest. I, I just feel like... Like, where was Gibbs? Tell me Gibbs wasn't available during that Hopkins pick. Let me and, see. And, t- and let me warn you, I got the finger over the take a lap button. It was. He was. Take a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, man, I, th- this is where you might say to me, your rebuttal's already ready and loaded, I can tell is when I say, I would have went Gibbs here. You go, yeah, I just wanted a wide receiver. Don't draft positions, draft players. I mean, you could figure it out, but Gibbs right here, bro, you get that team going, you might as well just walk straight to the bank. You might still end up having a little bank visit at the end of the year. I'm not saying your team isn't great, but bro, good Lord. Like Gibbs in the fourth round. You just saw the beginning of this video, did you not? Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Look, Hopkins. What do you think, though? Uh, I think Hopkins. Sorry. Look, I think Gibbs. I think Gibbs is a top 
15 overall player this year with ease. That's me being just conservative so I don't have you all running out there and overdrafting him. I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding back my true feelings. I'm lying to you. I'm lying to all you right now when I say he's top 15. He's way higher than top 15 in my mind. But 15, Hopkins, I don't think, can sniff the top 15 in the locations he's likely going. It's not like he's a front runner for KC or Buffalo right now. He's likely going to New England, where he's a wide receiver two in fantasy at best. He's going to Tennessee, where I think he's a wide receiver two. Borderline low end, maybe even high end wide receiver three. And Gibbs is a running back one. But hey, you crushed it with that Bijan. So like don't don't think, you know, you did bad. I just man, Gibbs in the fourth would have been amazing for that build. C D Ridley. Yeah, T Law. I like your team though. You still could win it. Yeah, in, in Dynasty when one of my leagues I I tried trading for the number two spot to get Gibbs, but I feel like he's asking too much, or he really just doesn't even want to trade it, to be honest. But to trade Gibbs, yeah, we haven't drafted the rookies yet, but the number two spot. Oh wait, I thought you said Bijan at twelve. Well, what do you mean? You, I thought you were talking about. Oh no, you I'm just saying. I'm just saying in a different league. And okay, okay, okay. Speaking okay. of Gibbs. Okay. I tried trading for yeah. him in Dynasty. But so I wonder you know. if you went to this the 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 Gibbs owner and you offered him Hopkins for Gibbs. What do you say? I think he probably say hell no. But you know, <laughs> is this a Dynasty league or redraft? I assume yeah, it's yeah, Dynasty. Dynasty. Huh? Dynasty. Well, you didn't the take Gibbs. Read off. The, the the team I read off was best ball. But, oh, thank sorry. God. I didn't. Thank I didn't, God, I didn't bro. Touch that. Thank God. I thought but, you just uh, told me you didn't take Gibbs in the fourth round in Dynasty. I was about to no, flip no. out on you. Okay. I want so best ball you can't even trade in this league. Okay, I got you. No. I got you. But yeah, I'm go get for, I have a different league where I try trading for Gibbs. Go try and get that two pick. Go get Gibbs, bro. Yeah. Give up I give up two give up two first rounders. Give up your twenty twenty five, your twenty twenty four. Yeah, because I have Pollard. And I have Javante. That would be a nice three uh, three running backs right there. Yeah, I'd definitely go get him. All right, hold on. Hang tight. Let me go back to Scuba. Scuba, what else you got? Oh, uh, you were talking about it earlier uh, with, the, with the Miami situation and uh, – about like Tua, that because this guy's like uh, if he gets hit the wrong way, like uh, he could be in concussion mode. Uh, so with that, uh, with that, how do you, how do you you gonna attack like these offensive players on uh, on Miami? Knowing that this this guy like I mean like I mean Mike White Mike White's all right. I mean like he did pretty good for Garrett Wilson in, like a couple games, but I mean like between like trying to draft like Tyree Kill and like Jalen Waddle and stuff like. Uh, how do you feel about the skill position players? Are you just going to – are they like a must avoid or does it depend on like the where they fall in the draft? I mean – What do you think? I'm definitely lower on the Miami Dolphin wide receivers than most people. I still like Tyreek Hill in round one. I'm drafting Garrett Wilson honestly over him. Maybe not if I have like the five pick. I'm not taking Garrett Wilson there. I'm not – I'm not going to do that, but I want to trade down, essentially, is what I'm saying. Like, I'd quietly want Garrett Wilson more because Tyreek Hill commands higher draft value. Now, if you're sitting there at five overall, six overall, you can't trade, I'll take Tyreek over Garrett because you should, I mean, value-wise. 
And I need to mix around some of my my eggs in different baskets. I can't, you know, so I do look at it like, okay, well, this will be a league where I do bank on Tyreek. So that's how I feel about Tyreek. I'll take him. I'll take him when the the ADP uh, dictates. Not that I draft off ADP. I'm just trying to be smart with all the teams I'm doing and get it, get the right variety and manipulate the, data, the ADP as much as I can. But I'm worried about it because if Tua goes down, I think that you know Tyreek Hill did survive. It seemed like they survived to a lesser degree for sure, but he still survived. I think the touchdowns will go away to a certain degree. I don't think that he'll get near as many touchdowns, but the yardage will probably be pretty good. Waddle, I am more concerned about than Tyreek, but then again, we don't really know what Mike White's tendencies will be. It could be the other way around. But I don't think that if if Tua went down, we get the same exact numbers for both of them. I think one of them would suffer. And because we don't know which one, it kind of worries me a little bit. If you, if you think about it, I mean, probably Tyreek Hill. I don't know. Like, Mike White is such a surgeon with the football. He's not a guy that's going to be throwing down the field like 40-yard bombs all, all day long. Tua can do that. This is a guy that's going to be throwing slant routes, and, and both Waddle and Hill can do that. So maybe they both just have like 90 yards a game, no touchdowns, you know, or occasional touchdowns with Mike White in there, but they still get it done receptions wise, reception wise. They have like five or six receptions, 85, 90 yards. They both have it. You know, I don't know, but all I know is I don't like waddle at cost of entry anyway. So I think yeah. the, the added concern just makes me never own waddle. I don't hate waddle. I like waddle, but I don't want to draft waddle in the second round or top of round three. I don't want my number one wide receiver to be the number two option on his team. I don't draft Higgins as my number one fantasy wide receiver. I won't draft Waddle as my number one fantasy wide receiver. It doesn't mean I don't like them. I just don't like their their cost right now. I I agree with you, and for me for me too is is uh, going into the draft. It's, it's just for me like uh you, like you're pretty much going in as like as like where he's going. It's like. You're pretty much uh, baking in that, like, I mean, like, it's hard to always, like, predict injury, but, like, with, like, with Tua, because like, he always has that concussion injury, is that you, you, you're pretty much know that, like, you, you're pretty much going to be shelled um, because this guy, because this guy could get a concussion, and then you're left, like, like uh, off of name value, like, to, to put the guy in, because, I mean, it's not like you're going to, you're going to put Jim, draft Jim Waddle, and, like, you're going to, you're going to bench the guy, and it, it's, like, something that you just have to ride it out, so, uh, uh, I, I think, me personally, like I, I'll try to avoid them just because I don't know what the, the quarterback position. Mass really too, too comfortable. Uh, hoodie, hoodie says I wouldn't give up a twenty-four first rounder for Gibbs. I'd give up the twenty-four first and my twenty-five first in a millisecond for Gibbs. Number one, I just—that's crazy. Number number one, just, what? Sorry, I'm just saying. I just sent that trade you said. I, I sent my. This year's first and next year's first. I do it for Gibbs in a heartbeat. Yeah. Gibbs is going to be a top 10 running back, top 5 to 10 running back in my opinion. Gibbs is so exciting and electric. If you threw him into next year's draft, he would arguably go number 1 overall. So, like, I would. that's why you would have to give up more than that. More than a first rounder. Way more um, than one first rounder. Uh, We got Denny on the line. Denny, you're live. 
Hey, what's happening, Smitty? What's up, Denny? Appreciate you. This, uh, this is business, Denny. Business, All Benny. Business. Denny, you you sound very, very crisp, clear, concise. This is the daytime, Denny. What's up, Denny? Yeah, I've heard... daytime, Denny. Like kind of dusk, dusky, Denny. You, you know? sound you <laughs> sound so different, Denny. You sound so. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> you would love me when I'm sober. You would absolutely love me when I'm sober. You are so um, crystal clear right now, concise. Clear. I bet you even listen. If I'm like Denny, hang tight real quick. You're like, yep, yes, sir. Yep. No problem. <laughs> what, can yeah, I I got you. what can I do for you, Denny? <laughs> uh, well, um, recent. I'm, I'm thinking about this uh, movie scene when uh, Will Ferrell jumps in and he goes, "That's me right now." Uh, when they in old school, when they did the debate scene. And then Will Ferrell goes, I'd like to jump in on this. Yeah, yeah. Recent studies have shown, yeah, that's me right now. That, okay, uh, you know, go ahead. With, with, okay. no, re, re, recent studies have shown that I have no idea what's going on. Okay, what's maybe, going on? Maybe got, he's not What's sober. going on with Gibbs? He seems like a thorn <laughs> in my side. He just started, maybe. Who's a thorn in your side? Gibbs. Gibby. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. Jameer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Why is he? Why is he a thorn in your side? What do you mean? He's just not on my radar, and I'm pretty sure. I just need to know where he's going. Well, do you know what he plays for? I'm gonna throw this out here. Um, <laughs> is, is it Washington? No, no. That, that's Antonio. Do they still call him the Redskins? That's the, a, the wrong Gibby. That's Commander. That's Antonio Gibson. That's Antonio Gibson. This guy's, oh, you mean Ron's on here? No, Ron's not on here. Here, Denny, follow me real quickly. I, I thought maybe this is clear, okay. Denny. This is you're more confused than last night. Uh, Jameer <laughs> Gibbs is the running back, rookie running back, drafted by the Detroit Lions that we've been hyping up all offseason long. Denny, this is a rookie yeah, running wrong. back. He's a monster oh, in the making. You know that 17 oh, touchdowns you thought Javante Williams had last year that was Jamal yeah, Williams? I know. This you guy's know. getting it right I, here. I actually know. This right. guy's getting know, those. I know now. Yeah, okay. And now I'm going to tell you my problem. Okay. Now I, I, I just uh, processed all the information. <laughs> yeah, but so you did. So I, I, I'm in a dynasty league, right? I got Monty, right? Didn't Monty go over there? Wasn't he supposed to be the super shot over there? I mean, they brought him in. Doesn't mean he's he's going to be taking anything away from this pass catching monster right here. That's going to get you, I don't know, seven hundred yards rushing. That's all he's going to take. Monty could have a thousand plus on the ground. He could have five, six, seven, eight touchdowns on the ground. No one's saying Monty can't do that. But every bit of that won't touch or bother or take away from this man right here, who's going to be a receiver slash running back, Denny. He's going to catch 55, 65 passes in 2023 as a rookie. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Because okay. it, it, it's, it's the dynasty, and I'm sitting there with Monty. You know, I've been holding on to him for, you know, a couple of years now. And, yep. yeah, so, and then, but then you got Swift, right? And they said, He's in Philly. He's not that. He's not that talented. He's in Philly. They, so yeah, he's over there. 
Um, but yeah, I know that. I actually know that. Uh, <laughs> so Gibby's a thorn in my side in in, in okay. um because of Monty. Dynasty. Yeah. It's right. not going away. That thorn, someone's going to push that thorn in, close the skin, and sew it up. And that thorn's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Because Gibbs ain't going anywhere. You know where Gibbs is going? To the moon. To the moon. All right. All right. Yeah. So you, you I, might, I, I can't hear the... I thought you were going to hit a button or something there. You might as well get on board, Denny, and go get Gibbs somehow, some way. Go go give up a couple first-rounders. Bring him in the Bring him in the fold. Bring him in the I'm already game. hurting. Oh. Yeah. I'm right. hurting in, uh, at QB. You know, you got. Uh, I, I got Zach Wilson. You know, I, I'm sitting there with Zach Wilson, Brock Purdy. Oh, I got QB. I got QB issues. Bro. You guys are all in here having fun redrafting, but I'm, uh, I'm getting T-back. Yeah. Well, um, you're getting T-back because you drafted some crappy QBs. Your uh, Gibbs will throw. Gibbs will throw more touchdown passes in your QB room. Hold on, real quickly. We we hold on one second, Denny. Hang hang tight, please. I don't want to hang up any tight. All right, yeah. Let's let's see how Denny. Okay, here's a message from C N Peaker. Peaker Gibbs will be a bust. Too small. He will be a scroll style player with low fantasy value. Hey, hold on. Let's play that one more time. Peaker Gibbs will be a bust. Too small. He will be a scroll style. A little delusional right there. This guy's name is C.M. Pika. I guess. <laughs> Should be C.M.B. Pika. Watch the war room. He'll figure out how they're gonna use him. Yeah. C.M.B. Pika. This, this is how, this you is know, how they'll, this is how they'll use him, uh, Pika. This is how they'll use him right here. Made him. A point of emphasis of moving him all over the practice field. And let me read the rest of it to you. I give you a quote, quote, unquote. Here we go. Here we go, Peeker. I got got you right here, buddy boy. I got you right here. Here it is. One play he lined up in the... Denny! One play he lined up in the backfield. On the next, he'd be in the slot. On another, he'd be split out wide as an outside wide receiver. On the next, or he would show and look prior to running back behind the uh, offensive line and being a running back, he would pose as a wide receiver in motion and come back in under center, take a handoff up the gut. This guy is all over the field, Peeker. All over the field. Peeker, I take away your card just like I can take away Bijan cards, which is right. I wouldn't take away Bijan. Take away Pika's guy. Pika's a tweet. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm I'm literally literally trying to do something. I'm literally trying to do something here. Finish him. Call terminated. (sighs) Can't even talk. Um. Uh. Just like I could take away Bijan cards. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Taking away Peeker's. I'm taking away his Gibbs card. You are not allowed to have one anymore, Peeker. It has been revoked. It has been revoked. There's no jumping back. That sandwich looks fire, by the way, Peeker. I gotta say. That looks like a nice sandwich. But you're, you're still, regardless, it's been revoked, pal. You probably didn't even make the sandwich. Okay. Um... Man, Den- I thought Denny was calling in a totally different Denny, but it was worse than ever. 
But Denny, I still, if you're watching, I love you, pal. I don't want you to take offense to it. But I have to do it. I have to keep the, the show rolling. I have an obligation to keep the show rolling. And when you interrupt me constantly in the middle of my tra transitions and all that, I just can't hear. I can't hear, Denny. You're in my ear. Uh, let's go to the Bruce. The Bruce is live. The Bruce is loose. What's up, Brucey? Hey, I have a question. And it's kind of a weird one. Which one would be better off for a team in a redraft if you think you should go receiver, Bijan in the first or waiting for Gibbs? Why do you, Why can't you just go both? Well, you can, but I'm saying, like, let's say I get Justin Jefferson or Chase. Okay. Or I can draft Bijan or then, and then wait for Gibbs or draft um, Bijan and then end up with, like, an Alave. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't I don't think there's a wrong way to go. If it's a dynasty league, I don't mind having Jamar Chase or JJ for the longevity. And then, you know, you get Gibbs, and then you got the, be the best of both worlds. But I do feel that having both could be amazing as well. Having both could be, like, I, I want a dynasty team. I don't have one yet. Denny dropping a $2 holler. He's kind of buying his way back into the phone line. He's so good at this. He's so good at this. He'll do this, and then it makes it harder for me to hang up on him. All right, Denny, call back. Um, just you got to be quiet. And if I hang up on you, don't take offense to it. It's part of the show. I just got to roll. I got to roll through stuff. Um, I I want a dynasty league where I own both Jameer Gibbs and Bijan, and I don't have that yet. I've got them each in different dynasty leagues, but I don't have one league where I own both of them, and I want it very, very, very bad. I want it very bad. Um, okay. but, but, but like Jamar Chase, bro, you can't go wrong with him in a dynasty PPR. If it's three wide receiver starting requirement, Jamar Chase, probably bro. You know, I love, I love okay. Bijan. He's my number one overall pick in a, in a non PPR, which no, no one plays in that anymore. But if it's a 0.5 PPR, he's a very strong, a very strong case could be made that he's the number one overall in dynasty or redraft, to be honest with you. Uh, either one, but if you start three wide receivers and only two running backs, then you know probably Chase or JJ. Okay, yeah, because that's what I do. I have to start either I either start two running backs or I start. I can actually start three running backs and uh, two receivers, or I can start. Um, uh, three receivers and you know two running backs. It all depends on how you feel on what you do. Yeah, if you if you don't have to start three wide receivers, Bijan becomes a little bit more valuable. Like when you can start three RBs and two wide receivers, that makes Bijan a little more valuable. And I I wouldn't say it puts him ahead of Chase or JJ, but puts him exactly dead even. Whereas if it's a three wide receiver required league with two maximum running back spots, then 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 Bijan defaults to three to me. So it just depends on the lineup. Okay. But, bro, you could go 100 different ways. I don't mind. You know, the shelf life's so long for JJ and Chase that I understand going wide receiver there. Um, okay. Denny, you're back on the line. You're being a good boy so far. Appreciate that. Just just hang tight unless you're, you're you know, unless the, the floor is yours. You can talk, but um, just hang tight for me. We got Mars Man Ron on the phone. Mars okay, Man I'm going to be quiet. All right, Denny, let's try it out. What's up, Ron? 
All right, I'm sitting here eating my crab legs and steak and uh, thinking about moving number one. <laughs> What's up, Denny? Hey, what's up, Ronnie Squid? Right. You're my boy. I'm supposed to be quiet, though, but I'll say hi to you. Like Smitty said, I can say hi to you. And that's it, though. I gotta be. I gotta zip it. I gotta throw away the key. Gotta zip my lips. Zip your lips, man. All right, Ron. Hey, Ron. Right. Um. Whoops. Yeah. Let, let's go back over to uh, unless Ron, Ron, Ronnie eats, we'll let Ronnie eat. But Ron, chime in if you have anything. Um, Scuba Steve, um, did yeah, you have I anything think- else you wanted to add? <laughs> Uh, the, the only thing that I guess I, I wanted to add is uh, is, is uh, if Buffalo doesn't sign uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and I know that you're high on Dalton uh, Kincaid, what are you going to do about uh, Gabe Davis? He, he's a guy that you don't want at all, or is it, does it depend mm. on uh, what round he falls? Mm. I mean, I still like him, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not like going out of my way to draft him. I'm hoping Dalton Kincaid eventually does take that that. Like favorite, second favorite, you know, job away the, the the second favorite wide receiver spot away. Even though he's a tight end, he'll be lining up all over the field. It just could be a slow start. It's not. It's not bad to cuff Gabe Davis and Kincaid. You know, that's not a horrible idea. And Gabe Gabe Davis is so forgotten about. I mean, sometimes he goes higher than he should, but you can cuff him pretty easily. Pretty easy. But yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis is—you know—he failed us last year. I, I, I liked him a lot. I had high expectations. Um, he definitely has a lot of upside, but he he makes a lot of mistakes, and I think that's why. He was. I think that's why he Bal- had a lot of foot problems, foot ankle. Yeah. Injury. He also like will catch the ball out of bounds, and you're like, God, just get your foot in bounds. There's so many mistakes he makes, and mm-hmm. I think that's why the Buffalo Bills brought in Kincaid. They really see this guy being a target hog. I believe. And they're not going to tell us everything they've got planned. I know everybody wants to hear positive, raving, crazy reviews, but remember the tight end position is tougher to to take on the first year. That's why a lot of rookie tight ends, and I said this at the very, very beginning of the offseason when people are like, where's the tight end content for the rookies? And and I made like a one all-encompassing video on it because I said that usually rookie tight ends do not do well their rookie year, almost no matter what. And people jump off the ship after that, and then you scoop them up in the second round, which is why the year I was number one in the industry in tight end rankings, according to Fantasy Pros, and, and multiple years I hit one the one spot in the, that three-year period, was that one biggest year I've ever had in the tight end ranking uh, competition was Darren Waller and Hawkinson. And I had them both ranked higher than anybody in the entire fantasy industry, according to the mm-hmm. Fantasy Pros analysis on the rankings. And I loved Hawkinson his rookie year, but I knew he was going to not be consistent at all. And he really crapped the bed for a big portion of the year. So walking into year two, though, I had seen enough to be like, okay, second year breakouts are the year, are the years that tight ends break out. Hawkinson broke out like a monster. He was an absolute gem that year. And I I could see the same thing early on in the offseason. I said I could see the same thing happening for Kincaid for mayor for the this really elite rookie tight end pool that we have but I don't know that we should all be getting so excited about it to where we expect them to do a lot the rookie year but landing spots can definitely determine you know that so now we have we fast forward to the NFL draft Kincaid goes to the best possible location a tight end could go to 
And it's this guy, too. It's the best, highest-ranked tight end in the entire class. Now, I liked Mayer. I admittedly liked them almost neck and neck. And sometimes I like Mayer a little more at times. Other times I like Kincaid more. I, I, I admittedly went back and forth. I really like both of them. If Mayer was in uh, Buffalo, I'd be ecstatic about it. But Kincaid's a better fit for it because they need him to play wide receiver. He's going to be in the slot. And so my assessment of rookie tight ends changes when this guy lands in a place where he's going to be spoon-fed. Maybe not in week one. Maybe not in week two. Maybe this is Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker from last year where people give up on him and actually cut Kincaid. I could see Kincaid starting off so bad that he gets cut and we all scoop him up and he turns out to be just as valuable as Walker when he got cut last year. And I said, don't you dare cut him. Hang on to him. Wait patiently. So Kincaid, you have to be patient. You have to understand what time it is when it comes to Kincaid. He may not do anything in weeks one, two, maybe even three. We don't know. But once he gets going and comfortable and learns his assignments, learns the NFL game, he's still got to learn the tight end position just because he's playing slot. And in some ways, he's got to learn more than the average player at his position because he's got to learn the tight end position and also learn how to run routes as a receiver in this offense, in a very complicated offense with Josh Allen slinging the rock around. But at some point, I believe he's going to be an absolute monster. Just a monster. Can't wait. Can't wait. And the same thing for Laporta because Laporta, as much as Gibbs will probably take on a wide receiver role that you know is going to fast track him, like I said, at the top of the show in the Gibbs portion of the of the show, Laporta, the same thing. Laporta, these tight ends were drafted into very, except for Mayer, he's drafted into a crappy spot in 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 Vegas. But but May uh, but Laporta is also going to be on a a quicker uh, progression track because his team will be without Jamison Williams for for six weeks. So Laporta could get, even though he could start off slow too, or maybe not even start off slow, he'll be getting fed a ton of volume. And even upon the return of Jamison Williams. Laporta will be so embedded in the offense, as will Gibbs. They'll continue to do well. And what about that uh, that rookie that that was in Buffalo? Uh, do you think that do you think that he could take that next step too? Or is, is that somebody that you want? I can't remember the guy's name. I just know that uh, since like the Kincaid got cut, yeah, Kincaid, yeah, I think everybody was like interested in him. Uh, now that McKenzie got cut, do you, do you see any value in that guy? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think the, uh, the, I'm looking at the depth chart just to see what people even, where they even have, um, but Shakir, Shakir's got a lot of upside and they do have him slotted as the three for now, which is good, which is good. And, and Kincaid won't be slotted as a three. He's going to be a tight end, but he will eventually get out there. And I don't think they'll ever put him as wide receiver three. Maybe they will, and that, that will create some some controversy, controversy, which I kind of predict to happen in the fantasy world. I think that once Kincaid plays so much of, of the slot wide receiver position, you're going to have people calling for him to be dual eligible, and I don't know that anybody's going to act on it, and they should. And honestly, Debo Samuel, he should have walked into 2023 Ooh. as a running back and a wide receiver, but these apps and fantasy football platforms are scared they're tired. They, they, they can't handle the backlash and, and, and pushback that they get when they change something mm. or allow Taysom Hill to be a tight end eligible 
uh, quarterback when he earned both spots and they want to rip it away because everybody's a baby about it and they cry and complain and say it's cheating when it wasn't. It was strategy. It was strategy that I promoted on my channel. Go get Taysom Hill in the offseason because he could play quarterback at some point and win you a league. And what happened? Taysom Hill got in there at quarterback People were winning their league single-handedly, just coming back from maybe some down seasons or just piling it on top of, of an already good season. And what does ESPN and everybody do? They get scared and they fold to everybody's complaining because they weren't astute enough to go get this guy Taysom Hill when we said this would happen. We predicted it would happen on the show and everybody sat there on their hands but our community and then everybody started calling us cheaters because we are starting... Taysom Hill. And I left him in every single lineup as long as I could. It wasn't cheating at all. Mm. Everybody was just crying and complaining about it. And the same thing, yeah. you know, Debo Samuel earned yeah. running back value. He earned a running back designation. And it's it's a shame. It's shameful that the fantasy platforms couldn't give him running back designation. He earned it. He earned it. I don't understand how you can't earn running back designation when you do what Debo Samuel did. And so I don't think Kincaid's going to get it, but there'll be a lot of people talking about it because that's how much slot wide receiver he's going to play. Uh, there's also another guy, too, uh, in Houston. Uh, I think it was like last year. I, I don't remember who the quarterback was, but he, he took over for uh, um, what's his name? He took over for the Davis Mills. And uh, on some platforms, I think it was on like Yahoo. I think I think he had uh, like tight end el- uh, eligibility, and, and some people were able to use it a- until like they changed it. Yeah, they, it's it's crazy how they did it. Yeah, that guy was uh, he was an interesting hold. Um, what was his name? I'm blanking on it too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Someone's got like a muffled phone. I don't know if that's rock out or whatever, but every time someone talks, we never hear it. It just sounds like this. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> this is every once in a while. Right. Someone's, someone's been chiming Not in me. the I'm entire last 10 minutes. Somebody's been chiming in, and no one can hear what they're chiming in with. It's it's like my sidekick. They're, everything I say, they're like... <laughs> is it Ron eating? Is it Ron? Is it Ron's crab leg trying to run away from the plate? No, no. Hey, you know, in D Town Heat is in the chat calling me a liar, saying that Driscoll. I'm probably having grilled cheese. Smitty, show them what I'm having. I sent you a pic. I already showed it. I show here. I'll show it again. Yeah, but you know, bro, don't worry about don't worry about someone saying you have a grilled cheese. Everybody knows in here you eat steak eight nights a week. <laughs> Come in. Come on. No, nah, no, nah, you know. Hey, <laughs> except for for D Heat, it probably D-Heat is Denny. Uh, Den- <laughs> Denny, you've been quiet like a good little boy. What would you like to add, Denny? I'm trying not to laugh at Ron Nate. I'm trying to be a good boy over here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> want to be a good boy. What All else? Right. What Ron else Nate. do you have, Denny? What yeah. else do you have for us? You're being a good boy. You've heard right. the floor. Listen, listen up. What you good at, Ross? Listen to me. What you good at? It is it is Denny mumbling, I, I can Denny. tell. All right, all right. No, I don't. Um, no, I, I, I actually don't mean no disrespect. But how about DeAndre Hopkins going to the Patriots and zinging it? I don't think I you know what I like about Mac Jones? He's a tough kid. He has some bad um what the hell was coordinators. 
Is he a tough kid, though? Is he a tough kid? I mean, I guess he's tough because he goes out there and plays hurt, but he gets hurt all the time. And I don't know. The footage I have of him is it looks like he's whining all the time. I don't know. I'm not. I know. You ever been caught in the wrong way? And they always do that to him. And the only time he's doing that is when he just wants He's like, dude, we can't run it. Let's zip it. Like, I, I actually, I, I got a lot of love for that kid. I really do. There's a reason why they drafted him that early. And it ain't going away soon. You watch that kid next year. Man, we got Juju. We got Juju Smith, Oliver. Well, hey, hey, Steven. I, I said that. Or, Steven. Um, Denny. Denny, first of all, Hopkins yeah. is not a Patriot yet. Yeah, but they sat down. I know, I but he sat down. He, sat, he was in Tennessee last uh, night, though. I'm just saying. But I do believe the likelihood yeah. of him signing with New England is very high because Bill Belichick I, loves him. He thinks he can zip it. Yeah. And Bill Belichick's going to get it yeah, done, yeah. I think. Dude, I, I, I'm with you, Smitty. And uh, hey, Ron Navy, I just heard your burp right in my ear. Is that you, Ron Navy? No, Would you just have a big man? That wasn't me. I didn't All right. Yeah, I then he, you, you might have burped yourself. You might have had one of those. You might want. You might. You might have had one of those backfire burps. No, I'm dude. I I think he might. I would not let him out of that room if he came to me in the Patriots. I'm a Pats fan, you know. Yeah, he, he's yeah, not leaving I, the room. I think he's. Going I know to, he's old. But. I think he's going to New England. I do think he is. I think the highest likelihood of it because Bill absolutely loves mm-hmm. him. I think when Hopkins, yeah, when he went up to Hopkins during a, a game last year, when mm-hmm. Hopkins was you know obviously suspended for the first portion of the season, yeah. he walked up to Hopkins and Hopkins wasn't, you know, he wasn't leading the league in receiving yards because you're already leading the league in receiving yards. You've been suspended, <laughs> like like he <laughs> he was he wasn't leading the league, but he just wanted to pump him up. He's like, you're already, yeah. you're already, you're already king of the the whole league. And he was just talking yeah. him up. They were, oh, they man. were, they were broskiing out, bro. They were broskiing yeah. out like, like I, mad dogs. I remember the last time he broskied, he broskied out with Randy Moss, man. Yeah. And that was some broskies. Yeah, but he only, I, that, only that, different. That, they, they put up numbers you will never see again. The only difference and, uh, is your quarterback room is like uh, Taco Bell meat compared to uh, uh, that steak Ron's eating right now. That's where Tom Brady is. Brady was sticking with six. Day, Denny, Denny, as reference to draft day, you should trade. Your 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 quarterback room sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie. <laughs> you know, gonna lie. Yeah, you know who's I'm, better I'm than I'm Mac Jones? Know. You know who's better than Mac Jones? Zappy. Zappy can oh. zip it. Zappy zips it. He could zip it better than Mac. All right, hey Denny, 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 go go back on mute mode. Go back on mute mode real quick for me, Denny. Be real silent. All right. Go in stealth mode. I'm being good tonight, though. I'm being good tonight. You're being pretty good, but go back into stealth mode. Don't go. Don't go off the rails here. Uh, Bella, check yourself. Bella, check yourself. You're live. What's going on? What's going on, Denny? D hops in New England, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, baby. I feel you. Dude, this guy's great. Yeah, he's this guy's from Boston. Oh my God, is this my son? 
Sorry, I never had. Yeah, Bella, check oh, yourself, your son. Kid. Where you been is a life. <laughs> oh, boy, you would, you would have a lot of fun. I'm falling back. Just feet. All right, Smitty, I'm falling back. I'm okay, fall, fall back. Fall you got you got a lot to make up for for Bella, check yourself, being absent from his life this whole time. So once you think about that for a while. <laughs> Bella, check yourself. What can I do for you, pal? Not much. What's going on, guys? What's up, Ron Navy? Uh, just, uh, I was reading about, um, they were talking about maybe like Aaron Jones, the Baltimore. And I was, uh, I wasn't really sure about how much legs that had to stand on, but I thought that would be a good fit for him. Aaron Jones. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to get traded. The, the, um, it's possible like they, they're, you know, they're, they're looking at the situation differently than, than I think they are, but I, they restructured him, I believe to a point where they were going to either cut him or retain him and they've already made that decision I think so Aaron Jones I don't think is going anywhere I don't I don't know that that would make sense let me look at his contract real quick quickly um but yeah I don't I don't see how that makes any sense at all not to mention at this point and let, let me look at his dead cap hit but I would say that getting rid of him would just be really really bad for really bad for for the 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 success of Jordan Love, like Jordan Love's going to need that for his progression. I don't know that that would be a smart yeah, move. Yeah, not unless they believe in AJ Dillon like that that much, but I don't see that. At yeah, all. but he's such a passing threat as well. So potential out in 2023, which is this year, um, there is an 18 point. There's an 18 million dollar dead cap hit. That's not an acceptable amount. So they're they're yeah. prob- they're probably not going to be doing that. Uh, next year is where there's a potential uh, more more uh, uh, more likely uh, out. Let's see here. So here here it is right here. Aaron Jones dead cap hit of eighteen yeah eighteen million. I don't I don't see them wow. trading him whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Must be you just smoke, man. Yeah, people. I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe something cooks up. And guys, hit that thumb up button. We got 110. That's respectable. 170 of you in here. It's uh, it's it's anything's possible, bro. And, and we don't know. We don't I'm know. Take... What? I'm taking a lap. Why? Because I forgot to hit the thumbs up button until oh, you okay. remind just reminded me. All right, thank you. Uh, but Aaron Aaron Jones, I I don't think he's going. In. It would make no sense for the Green Bay Packers to to get rid really of that. It didn't make any sense to me too when I read it. It just. Yeah. It just popped up on, you know, one of those things you're on your phone and you're like, what? Overcome loves Aaron Jones. Yeah. He says Aaron Jones is Lord. I, I don't know about that. But I think Aaron Jones is a real good shot at, at being undervalued this year. We had that other caller on here. I forget who it was at this point. Um, who was it? Are you still on the line? Whoever brought this up earlier? I don't think you are. I think uh, I think it was John. John said, hey, Smitty, you know, is there a, a way you would take Aaron Jones over Gibbs? you know, in a certain scenario versus going and paying a higher price for Gibbs. And I just said to him, this is that garbage content that other content creators are out there saying, go get a discounted version of Josh Allen. Go get a discounted version of Jameer Gibbs. Go get a discount. You want to go to the, the thrift store or the swap meet on your own time, go do it, but not on my watch. No one's going to the fantasy football thrift store. We're buying the real authentic <laughs> thing. 
Jameer Gibbs is going in round four. What in the hell are, is anybody creating content about getting a discounted Jameer Gibbs when he's going in round four? He's already discounted. Already discount. Why would you not want Jameer Gibbs in round four? Why would the conversation of Aaron Jones even be brought up versus Jameer Gibbs when Jameer Gibbs is already in the thrift store right now on aisle four? Grab him, pick up a share before he goes straight to the top of, of round three and then into the bottom of round two. And if you don't think Jameer Gibbs is going into round two at some point or at least the top of round three, you haven't watched football for quite some time. The hype's going to get out of control. The moment this running back slash or this wide receiver slash running back wiggles and, and shakes and bakes and does some kind of with with no contact it's going to be a scrimmage, and he's going to rip off a 65-yard touchdown. It's going to be everywhere. Everyone and their mother is going to raise him up I a whole him, round in ADP. one preseason game. One, it only takes one preseason game, and it's over. It'll probably be before that, but there's no discounted yeah. Jameer Gibbs. There's no discounted Bijan Robinson. You pay what you're, you 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 pay for what you know. You get what you pay for. Okay, anyway, uh, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Yo, Smitty, am I mistaken, or did uh, did I hear you say that you think um, D-Hop might go to New England? I do. I think that if I had That's to put a... Let me do a little... Let me do a little... Smitty has no insider information, but gut instinct check on percentage. I would say in this pie chart right here, I would say New England is not 50% of that pie, but I'd say almost, I don't know, what is that? That's a good 40, 40% right there, good 40%. And then I'd say like this much feels like Tennessee, and then I'd say this much feels like um, Cleveland, maybe even a little more for Cleveland. Let's say Tennessee is this much, let's say other is this much if i had to quantify it if i had to put it into a pie chart right there that's my guesstimation right there new england's reaching 50 percent likely right around the 40 percent chance of getting d hopkins this is my hopkins pie chart i will take it i'll, I'll take it I, i'm satisfied with that percentage because just like me and you talked about like give mac jones everything he needs to succeed Give him everything he needs to succeed, and let's just see if he does it. Hold, hold on. And, uh, when have, hold on. When have we had oh, that conversation? Remember, I remember I said I rather they give him everything he needs. For that way, if he doesn't succeed this year, then we know definitely to move on. It's no more chances. He, he's done. Okay. Maybe, maybe I chances as he could. Maybe I listened to you talk about it, but we didn't have a conversation about it. Uh. Maybe maybe we did. I'm just joking with you. I we I I, I think Zap I think Zappy is the better quarterback. If I had to make a decision yeah, right now, I, I would start Zappy immediately. I wouldn't even wait. So that's why I say. I just don't think Bill thinks that. Yeah. No. And well. If, and if uh, New England, it'll be a bust. The best place to go would be Tennessee to have the best chance. Tennessee, oh, Ron, really? Oh, yeah, fantasy wise. Ron just, I'd rather Ron have, just, I'd rather have 
I'd rather have Tannehill or or the rookie passing to Hopkins than I would have Mac Jones passing to him. I'd rather have Zappy passing to him than than Tannehill. But Zappy's not gonna get in there. Not unless Mac Jones. I'd rather have Levis pass to him. Yeah, maybe we make that argument. You make that argument, I'm a little bit more on board with it. Maybe Levis gets in there really quickly, who knows? But I don't know. I don't think Tennessee's like better or worse than New England. I think New England has He's a better ch- I think New England has a better chance of winning games than Tennessee with Hopkins. Like you put Hopkins on Tennessee, they're still garbage. I don't think I don't think they have a shot in hell making the playoffs. The problem for the New England Patriots is they'll play better than than Tennessee will in my opinion if they get Hopkins, but how the hell did they make the playoffs? They got the toughest division in football, and they got to grab one of the three wild card spots when two of the wild card spots might go to two teams in their own division. Like, I, so I mean, whoever gets Hopkins, Hopkins ain't seeing the playoffs this year unless he goes to to, to Buffalo or KC, which are in this other category. Very small percentage chance at this point. If he goes to Cleveland, probably not making the playoffs but has a better shot at making the playoffs than in these two locations. Better shot at making the playoffs here in New England. Tennessee of these three is the least likely to make the playoffs, in my opinion, and is the most likelihood of making the playoffs is in this other. Like, Cleveland could, could make the playoffs, but it's still going to be hard. There's only three three wild card spots. It is really, really hard to make the playoffs in the National Football League. Yeah. Bella, check yourself. Yes, I'm, Rico, I'm Mike. Just come back and apologize to me once I'm once once I'm proven right. Proven right for what though? That Hopkins is like a monster in Tennessee. I'll come back. No, and... no, no, no. He came in and he's like, my my take suck. Oh, this Ron dude's uh, take suck. Oh, well, I get that all the time. <laughs> Who said Ron's take suck? Uh, Smitty, check the gram on team I am drafting now. Okay, collusion. I'll I'll check in a second. Appreciate appreciate your super chat. And then there was another super chat here. Uh, Sick Nasty said, um, I, I seen a YouTube short video today and people are calling Gibbs the discounted James Cook. Can't wait to smash this year. Look, I'm so sick and tired of this. Like yeah. Everybody copies everybody in this industry. And it's like the new thing that I refuse to do is fall in line with anybody. Like I, I don't even watch other shows, number one. But number two... There's this whole thing I see it on Instagram a lot more than I do. I don't look I don't watch any YouTube shows. I watch NFL Network and things like that, but I'm getting news. But on Instagram, I have a lot of buddies on Instagram that are in the industry. And so I see a lot of their posts and stuff like that. But I see a lot of people talking about this discounted version thing. It's the new buzzword. Somebody did it that was big. So everybody else copies the ta- the titles and they want the same content. Let's let's create the same content on the same thing that get caught fire over here. And it's like discounted versions. Who wants to go thrift shopping with their fantasy team? And yeah, discounted version of Gibbs. There is no discounted version of Gibbs. This is the lowest he'll ever be. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's head scratching to me. Why do I want to go discount shopping? Why not take the best player available every time you're on the clock? That's the only way to draft. There's no discount involved. You just, you smash it. Every time you're on the clock, it's very simple. Reset your mind. It's very easy to understand, but very hard to implement for whatever reason. I admit it. Even I have to say to myself, pay attention, okay? Get composed. 
who is the best player available on the board right now that can absolutely crush their ADP. Doesn't matter if I'm reaching five spots. It has nothing to do with where they rank, although where they rank might determine whether you wait another round like Gibbs. You don't take Gibbs in round two because he's the best player on the board because he could be. You could be sitting there at 22 overall and Gibbs is the best player on the board. Doesn't mean you take him. Where are you drafting? What's the ADP suggested rank show? Are you drafting with grandmas? Are you going to scoop them up in round four? Who is the best player to take at that point in time, given your team build, given their ability to reach and explode? And to me, it's crazy that we're talking about going in with some kind of set plan of, I'm going to go into my draft and I'm going to draft the the discounted version of Jameer Gibbs. Where is he? (laughs) Like, Come on. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Alex Cruz, you're live. Smitty, how's it going, man? I'm good, bro. Hey, so I, I hop on YouTube and I, and I see your title. And I'm like, man, like, I got excited because you know what I've been saying all along, right? Uh, about who? About Gibbs. Oh, yeah, I, I, I forget. What, what what's, your, what's your stance again on Gibbs? I don't remember. <laughs> Ever since like, he got drafted, right, I said, this guy will be RB1. Like, not overall, but like RB1 over Bijan. In terms of, you'll be rookie number one. Like He certainly could be. Over Bijan. He certainly could be. And it's like, it was like, no, no, no. He's really good, but no. Like, and now I see his title, I'm like, so, so what What happened? What do you mean, what happened? I've been high on Gibbs from, from the day he was conceived. No, I mean, like, I know you have. I know you have. What I'm saying is like, now, now is Gibbs number one now? No, it's he's a running back one in fantasy. He's a running back running one. Back. That's a top. That's a uh, yeah. That's a running back one. He's an elite running back one. I didn't even read the title correctly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But but no, could he outscore Bijan? He certainly could. Bijan's still my number one rookie running back, and he Bijan's running back one. Like so, what you're talking about that title of that video for Bijan? I say Bijan's the number one overall running back, and I got a picture of Christian McCaffrey on on screen. I make abundantly clear. I am saying I take Bijan over Christian McCaffrey. He is my RB1. But can Gibbs be, and and, and that means could Gibbs be, I mean, essentially could could Bijan be running back six and Gibbs be five? I don't think Gibbs necessarily in my mind is running back one overall if he beats out Bijan. Bijan must have some sort of injury or a slow start or something goes wrong. Ritter gets hurt and then they just have a bad offense for some reason. Like there's something that could happen to where Gibbs could climb above them. But do I think it's impossible for Gibbs if they're both balling out to outscore Bijan? No, I don't. That's why I want both of them. And that's why when somebody says, Smitty, I've got the number two overall pick in my rookie draft and I could draft Gibbs, but somebody's offering me the 1.1 for my 1.2 so that I can get Bijan and they drop down to get Gibbs and they want my first rounder in 2025. And I say to them, oh, I, like I hate getting rid of, like I, I hesitate for a second because I don't want them not to have Gibbs, but I want Bijan more. But but I'm, but I'm but I, I make a grunting sound. I don't know if I want you trading. Okay, go ahead and get Gibbs. Go get Bijan. But I'm, but I'm sad about it, Alex. I'm sad about it because they're so close to me. I love them both, bro. I love them both, but Bijan's yeah, so running back I mean, one. I get it. So are we splitting hairs? Is it that close, or are we? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, I don't think I think Bijan's running back one, bro. I think Gibbs is top five to ten, which is fantastic, bro. That wins you a league. That wins you a league. But I think Bijan is running back one in all of fantasy football. So I don't think we're splitting hairs. Bijan special. He's different. He's he's a prototypical workhorse back. Maybe Gibbs can catch 70 receptions, but Bijan can catch 55, 60. He could still, it wouldn't be shocking if Bijan occasionally had just as many receptions as Gibbs, and Gibbs is going to, he's going to be a, a catching specialist. Bijan can be too. They're running him in the slot. They're running him in the slot. I don't think either organization's running their mouth about it, just saying it either. I think they're both going to execute on this plan of getting these two all over the field. Bijan is generational. Gibbs is, I, w- I don't want to say he's not generational, but generational, generational, but I don't want to toss it out to everybody because there certainly could be multiple generational yeah. players. Remember that guy that called in that said that there only is one generational player at a time, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I would say that he. I is, definitely remember that guy. Yeah, um, I would say that Gibbs is potentially with situation mixed with talent. The ability to appear, play, and be generational level. You know what I mean? Like, whereas Bijan is generational no matter what happens. I think Gibbs, like, Arian Foster was not, Arian Foster was not generational. He played like a generational back, though. His situation and talent mixed made him play as as good as anybody. You know what I mean? Priest Holmes was not generational talent-wise. His situation and his talent made him appear and play and really, perceptions, reality, he played like a generational fantasy football player. Randy Moss is generational skill set wise. And when he did have the situation to match, he absolutely played generational. So there's I don't wanna I don't wanna throw generational around loosely, but I do believe there can be multiple generational players. I think Brees Hall's generational. Um I think uh Chase JJ are generational. I don't think Garrett Wilson's on their level, but his situation is so good that I feel like he's going to play at their level. It's it's a it's, you start splitting hairs there where you start saying who's generational, well, who's not. Because I have my own opinion on that situation, but to keep it on Gibbs, um, I just think that I, I'm valuing a lot his situation. Right, he, he's really good, but I think he's in such a smash spot situation. Yeah, and I really think he has like, like look at Swift. He never games where he scored twenty points like in a game. He touched the ball like seven times. Like, that offense is just ridiculous, you know. And like those touchdowns that Williams got, they're going somewhere, and they're not all going to Montgomery. I can promise you that. Like, and so you know, I think think Bijan's in a decent situation, good situation, but I don't. I'm valuing the situation a lot, I guess. Yeah, no. He's I, better than like I'll admit that. Just be careful, Alex. You don't draft Gibbs where you're ranking him. Gibbs needs to be drafted no, where no, no. you know what I mean. Um, no, this no, is no. Collusion's team. Collusion said that you want me to look at his team: Trevor Lawrence, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, this is a best ball draft. Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Elijah Moore, Ingram. So far, I like that. It's a really good start. Uh, great job, Collusion. I like that. I like I like the T Law. T Law. These over-unders on underdog, these higher lows, I mean, they're called higher lows on underdog, the pickums that they have. These higher lows are fantastic. They're fantastic. They're unbelievable. They're glory. We're looking at glory. We're looking at smashes. The ability to smash. Did, you get- did I do what? 
the basketball for tonight? Did you do it? I was about to, and I don't know if I actually closed it out. Um, uh, Burrow at 33.5 TDs. Brees Hall, 850.5 rushing yards. That Brees Hall, 850.5 rushing yards is a home run. If he doesn't like re-injure himself or something, how in the hell does he not get 850 yards rushing? He could get that in half a season. Bijan, 1075. Look, I mean, 1,000 yards is not what it was. Bijan's going to, if he stays even remotely healthy, crush 1075. Jalen Hurts threw 22 touchdown passes last year. Anybody think he's not getting 22.5 this year? Amon Ross St. Brown, 10-10. Give me a break. I think this one went up to like, I think this one went up. I think they raised this one. I don't even think it's 10-10 anymore. I think they they realized that one was way too low. These are, are even good right here. And some of these I put some higher, you know, higher predictions in here. I didn't go with all the crazy 800 predictions. Jahan Dotson, 800 yards. He'll he'll do that in his sleep. Garrett Wilson, 1125. I think he'll crush that. Uh, Christian Watson, 850. Unbelievable. 850? How is Christian Watson not getting over 850 receiving yards? That is an absolute... Just, just smash. And guys, to do these, you go to the link in the description. It's, it's in the description of the video. It's in the description of every video. I'll drop the link right now in the live stream as well, and I'll pin it. But this is what we're talking about. You go to Underdog Fantasy. You use this link. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit, and you can do these higher lows as well. Drake London, 850. Give me a break. I kind of feel like... And you never know. Somebody could get hurt. So you got to do this responsibly. And, you know, I'm not saying for anybody to, to put anything on they can't afford to lose or anything like that. But, like, this one right here, Christian Watson and Drake London. Like, I feel like putting on a... on a, And Ridley, 850. I feel like these three are kind of, like, in their own tier. Maybe even Dotson as well. Like, this right here, I almost feel like doing a three... A three contest uh, uh, higher low here with just these three, even though you, you know, the more you do, the more it multiplies because these feel like absolute locks, you know, 850 for Watson, 850 for London and 850 for Ridley. How are these three wide receivers not absolutely annihilating 850 receiving yards? I don't even understand it. It doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't. And even if you don't feel with uh, the NFL stuff, I mean, me, I don't know much about hockey, but I did a hockey one the other day, and I got four out of the five and tied one and still got 150 bucks out of a $20 bet the other day. And this one right here is one of my absolute favorites, Jameer Gibbs. I've had it on screen the entire show. Jameer Gibbs, 580 rushing yards. Sounds like a That's dream man. come true. Just a dream come This is a... This is a this is a How smash. Many what? How many of those you put in so far? I you know what, Ron? I was so excited that when it came back, I entered like ten of them real quickly, a bunch of five and ten dollar ones. I think I just ended up because yeah. I couldn't really, I didn't have time. I didn't know if they take it down again because they took it down after we started hitting it. Or you know, once we hit it, I bet you they looked at it. They're like, oh my god, there's a little rush on this one. So they took it down. So when it came back and it's still up right now, it came back. I hit it again so many times. I didn't have time to check on my other, you know, tickets. I think I just replicated like three or four of the same thing. I'm like, over, Watson, over, London, over, Ridley, over, Gibbs, over, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, Bijan, over. And then, I, like, I was going through again. I'm like, I think I already did this one, but I'm doing it again. You were so excited when that came out. 
I, re- I remember you're like, you, you messaged me on IG and you're like, dude, this is like, guess what? <laughs> this is, guys, you don't know how excited I am that Underdog, my favorite, I, I mean, they're my sponsor. I'm, I'm only with Underdog. They're my main, they're my, they're my only sponsor for best ball and, and fantasy football DFS. I'm exclusive to them. And, and I love them. They're such a great company to work with. They're unbelievable. I love the people. I love everything about Underdog. And the only thing that's been like lacking to me is I can't do any of the season-long higher lows. You know, season-long, how many yards is this guy going to get? How many? And I've just been sitting here going, God, if they if they get this. And I had a feeling they're going to. And if they get this, oh, my God, I'm going to be so ecstatic because this is I enjoy playing this so much. I almost enjoy playing this more than I do the, the drafting, the, the best balls, because I feel like this you can't take away from me. It's me versus the numbers. Whereas in a draft, and as much as I love the strategy involved, you clearly know I love drafting. Um, you're drafting against others. Some stuff's out of your control. Here, no matter what they take away, Jameer Gibbs, they take that down because it's too too easy. You're going to find lines that, that we feel based on our ability to predict sleepers and breakouts. These lines will not be set for breakout. These lines will be set for what have you done for me lately. They can't risk saying, well, is Christian Watson, what's the probability of Christian Watson being an elite player next year when he didn't do anything the year prior? They don't have an algorithm for that. They don't know how to fully calculate the risk and reward involved in that because there is a certain balance of it. So we're always going to see a Dotson and a, a Christian Watson, a Drake London, a Calvin Ridley in these vulnerable positions line-wise because how can they go higher? To them, it's risky because there's nothing to go on. And so I feel like this is where it is. This is where we can crush. This is where we can crush. We can crush best ball drafts all day long. I think our community is the best out there. But I feel like our mentality that we have for this type of stuff, it's it's so much heavier on this side of the fence. And the, the fact that Underdog brought these in, I, I'm just ecstatic about these. And again, guys, link is in the live uh, chat. I'll drop it now if you want to do it. It's a minimum of $10. That's it. And they'll double that if you're new to Underdog. And they'll also, um, uh, if, if you use that promo code Smitty or the link that I just dropped, if you do up to $100, they'll match up to $100 dollar for dollar. You don't need to deposit. It's only a $10 minimum. But just know that if you decide, hey, I want to do $40, they'll double it if you're new just by using the link that I just pinned in live chat. But this is this is my favorite part about Underdog right now. My favorite part is so exciting. I was legitimately thrilled, like Ron said. Uh, Pierce at 5.5 TDs a smash. There's a lot of smashes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, real quickly, Christian McCaffrey, 6.5 rushing touchdowns smash even a guy i'm worried about getting hurt that's crazy that's crazy uh real quickly i'm going to go to to this uh, caller quickly, the 860 caller you're live hey smitty what's hey, hey what's up man let me pause this real quick on the radio who, who is this the 86 uh caller who is this what up it's it's uh chris's signs man the bird man the bird man who Oh, the Birdman! Bird this man, is great. Oh, my, my, my guys! This is amazing. This is amazing. I gotta show this. Uh, slime, slime, my boy, slime, my boy, slime here. Let me, let me see if I can get this video sent to myself. Hold on. 
Let, let me show you guys the most remarkable thing that's ever been sent to me in my 20 plus years. Um, this is unbelievable. This is my this is my biggest follower. I'm so thrilled to share this with you guys. Let me find it. I got it right here. This is my biggest follower. My biggest fan. And it's not the guy in the line. It's his son. Okay? It's his... No, for, for he, sure, man. Like, it, like, he promotes me to put the show on so I can put him to yeah. rest every evening. This is his son that when the show comes on, he has to be near the phone. He, he in other, if, Without me, he can't go to bed. Let me show it to you. Jameer Gibbs is a running back one. You didn't hear me stutter. I'm not hesitating. There's no equivocation here going hold on. on. Hold on. That's, this... not, that's not it. Jameer Gibbs is not my not his son. Hold on. Let me let me uh, uh that, the uh, Birdie says Gibbs to the moon though, for sure. He's a believer. Yeah, yeah. But let me let me send this to myself. Hold on one second. I gotta I gotta get it sent over to me. gonna take a second but this this is my this is my biggest fan i want to play the gibbs thing and then throw it on there hold on jameer gibbs is this is my biggest fan right here this guy watches my shows so, Slime, does he, like, fly over to the phone when it's on? Like, he's obnoxious to a point when you're on. There's something about either the background music or your voice or just straight knowledge you're dropping. But this dude is obsessed with your show, bro. Like, uh, I needed to keep him calm. Bro, this is the most unbelievable thing that's ever been sent to me. I, I got to tell you, this is the this is this motivates me. This motivate motivates me to get out of bed every day. The fact that this bird can't get enough of this show is unbelievable. We're creating an animation for this. We're you're not only affecting humans, you're taking over the animal. And I, I don't know if your boys are flock talk, but bro, they don't even get on their show. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studio. Yeah, yeah, we're uh we're doing we're doing new things over here. But appreciate you, man, sending that. That's slime. Let me put you in the system slime so I can I can make sure when you call in, I know you're calling. Here, here, here. Let me put you on the bat line here. Slime Birdman. Uh, his name's Sway, by the way. Which is hey, which is an awesome name. Uh, hey, I actually have a few questions for you. I've okay. been uh, prepping up for it recently. Yeah, hit me with it. One is we hear all these random statistics like on a Tuesday with sunlight every other year with the moon like coming into close, mm-hmm. uh, the Colts win four times a year or something. Where are they getting these NFL statistics that um, they really break down the games and how people win and uh, probability and all that kind of stuff? Do you know that answer? Like, like who, who, like you're just saying you're hearing this all around. People have got these weird stats. Where are they getting it? Um, I mean, some some of these, uh, like the NFL stats, where they base off like history and stuff like that. Where where do those stats live? Where can people find those? Well, I mean, they have they have a room full of people that are cooking up stats to tell the narrative, you know. And so they they have like statist- uh, so many like, statisticians and people that like are are researchers essentially. And they cook up stuff like that. But the thing about the NFL that's great is that the NFL, like baseball, 
and, and in sports where they play 182 games or whatever, like there's so much more you can do with averages and what has happened in the past. But with football, that's it's the one thing where literally in week seven, a guy could come out like McKinnon and be the number one running back in fantasy football. Like so, I don't, I, I, I buy into a certain level of statistical, you know, information. Obviously, I, I incorporate stats and metrics all the time. Um, breakout wide receiver age or rookie breakout year, like those things, all always factor into what I'm doing. How old is a player? Is he a restrict? Or is he an uh, undrafted free agent like James? Um, uh, like um, uh, James Robinson, like there's all kinds of things that factor in. But look at look at Arian Foster. You know what I mean? Like you could come up with all these stats that oh, no team, no running back ever does well if they're un- undrafted free agent. Well, J- well, Arian Foster did. You know, like so you can only use that stuff so much. But yeah, NFL's got a team full of people that do research to find data that they can put on a sheet, hand it to a, a person that's reporting, and then they could say it's their opinion. Um. It's cool to have that information. I mean, I could I could send Bruce out there to do that work, I think, and, and find some uh, creative things for me to spout out. But I don't know. It, it is weird. I think it's just good reads and, like, off-season, and it's uh, just more data that's interesting, you know, off of the basic statistics and uh, the reverb we do, obviously. like I, You know, it's just something interesting to me that they get all these crazy statistics. And I'm like, where the hell are these guys, like, cataloging this like where do i get these like yeah you know like i said i'll just uh random facts that seem to line up to nonsense sometimes and you know you know what i do when i hear something that intrigues me because i i obviously not everything comes from my brain you know like i i hear things too i read things too i see a report um something breaks on shefty saying look at this contract or whatever and then i see oh you know and i have some information what i do is when i hear something like that and i already feel a certain way it just helps support it you know what i mean like, 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 kind of like when I say that the combine shouldn't ever change your mind. A combine should only make you accent what you already think to be true. If you, if you don't like, uh, uh, you know, Justin Ross, uh, you know, before he runs his forty time, and he runs his forty time, and now he's one of your elite wide receivers, you're doing, you know, stupid science right there. That's not the way you evaluate stuff. You've got to look at things from, uh, okay. I loved Christian Watson before he even stepped foot on a combine on the combine field. I loved him. I loved him. His his, his height. He's six four six five. He's fast. He he can go up and get a football, a jump ball with anybody. He came from a small school, so the small school, Trey Lance's school, it 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 made you stutter step, right? You stutter step, and you say to yourself, okay, well, wait a minute, Christian Watson, maybe he's not proven. He played for a small school. I need something else to accent the way I'm feeling right now. Christian Watson goes out and destroys his combine. Just destroys it. Runs a 4.28. Measures in like we expect. Looks like we expect. Plays better than we expect. What does that do? It gives me the confidence to hammer home the position I already have. So, like, yeah, stats are great. And I, and a lot of people say weird things like, Smitty, you know you're not a stats guy. I'm a stats guy. I use stats all the time. I'm just more gut instinct and gut driven than most people, but sometimes you don't have anything to go on. And I think the reason I get coined as a gut instinct, no stat guy is because I'll make a determination before stats are really even available. I'll be watching Jalen hurts the year here, his, his rookie year when he started in weeks 13 and 14 and 15 or whatever it was. 
and I saw him play one game, and I said, Jalen Hurts is going to be an absolute monster, but we didn't have anything to go on. No stats can help you when the guys played one game. You know, no stats can help you when Arian Foster ran for a, a good amount of yards, looked pretty good in week 16 and 17, the year, his rookie year, when he was an unre- uh, undrafted free agent, and we had nothing to go on walking into the, the offseason. But I saw enough, and I didn't need any data to help me. Data can help me. Data can definitely help hammer home a point. But, you know, be careful not to, like, just rely on it because – it doesn't always tell the story, you know, because football is weird. Football is different. It's not baseball. Where did Jarek McKinnon data come from? We had no data or anything stats that would tell us that Jarek McKinnon would be the number one running back in fantasy football for like four straight weeks. And he was. And he's kind of crafty. No, absolutely. Hey, uh, I, my, my, father's, uh, my father's a lifelong better. And when I drafted Hurts in the fifth round, Last season, it was before I uh, like came across the show. I came in like halfway through last season. Uh, you helped me get through the playoffs, make the money in the big money league and stuff like that. But I got Chase uh, Jefferson second round, uh, uh, Aaron Jones, then Josh Jacobs, then I got Hurts in the fifth round. Hurts was a godsend to the playoffs. Obviously, got hurt, kind of hurt the situation, but. Um, definitely, like, uh, go with the gut, man. That's, that's definitely the situation, especially mid-late rounds. Like, that's where you got, That's where you win the league. Like, everybody's going to pick the same 12 players, first two rounds. It's where you start getting down to the nitty-gritty, and that's where the effort and the work comes in. Listening to you, man, I came in the other night, first time I stayed up late, uh, drafted with you guys. I told you, you, you're teaching these guys too well. I don't want to draft with you guys. I want to go back to the grandmas. I got a better chance, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, when I drafted you guys, I'm not getting nice deals. I'm not getting any of my guys. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gives you a difference. But but uh, let's go. No, it's great, though. It, it's great different perspectives. It's great to allow different perspectives. I mean, that that's the way we all win, man. And the biggest thing for me, uh, like, A, besides, like, cash and checks for myself, is to get the W for this channel, man. Like, uh, I think a lot of us that find you appreciate you. Getting that W for the channel is definitely the move. Thank you, Slime. I appreciate you, Slime. Yeah, fantasy football show it to the moon, bro. Bird emoji. Yeah, can yeah we need to we might need to get sway sway might sway might have become the mascot of the show. Um, is there a we way? This is my biggest fan right here, Sway. This is my absolute biggest fan. He watches every show. I need to see a video clip of him flying to the show once it turns on, though. Oh, no doubt, bro. We got that set up. Like, dude, dude's about it. As soon as he hears your voice, like, he's flying to the phone to chill out. Like, I love it. Sways my, my I, 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 I wish I, I wish I had this, like, grand scheme where I train his bird to do this shit. Sorry for the word. Um, fine, but sweet. He is just about it, man. It's like almost obnoxious. I can't even move my hand away from the phone. He just jumps on the phone if I take my hand bites off. Bites him? It. He bites. He just snips at you. Oh yeah, well, he's a biter, bro. He's like, don't don't he's turn that show off. He's, don't you turn that show off? He's, he's, he is the Chihuahua of the Paris, man. Hey. he still speaks. He does all that, but he's a fighter, bro. When like, you hey, when you uh, when you uh, record it next, turn the the phone the other way if you could. 
the 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 Ford the oh, phone up and down the the phone you're recording with not the I, I like the the view the exact view you got but I just want a sideways ver, uh, horizontal version because right now if you, I don't know if you can see but when I play it I got bars on the side and so. I, Sure, bro. Yeah. Like, like I said, set it up. We'll make it happen. Like, that's, he's your biggest fan, bro. Yeah, like, bro, legit. Yeah. And it, I find it funny because I watch a few other fantasy channels. Somewhat, like you're the you're the man, bro. Yeah, we no chill. Problem. Like, I feel like we're part of a family. Sway does it. Like, it, it's so crazy. Like, a lot of people say, "Hey, Ron Navy, like, yeah, what up?" But, like, dude, you guys are part of that. I listen to you guys daily. I'm part of it. I don't even watch football. Uh, I'm just a fantasy football statistical fucking freak. Sorry, Sway, the words Sway doesn't watch any other. <laughs> but, Sway doesn't watch uh, other shows. Sway, Sway just watches this one. But, uh, no, it's, it's cool, dude. It's cool, and I'm glad to uh, finally have a part in it. And not even me. I my, I want my the Birdman to be part of it. Hey, Sway, Sway is way more of a fan. Bro, you, yeah. you came up at dinner the other night um, where, where I was talking with Miss Smitty, and I just said, you know what? I, I've been thinking about a bird. <laughs> she, she, goes, she goes, no, we're not getting a bird. I go, but just like, you know, like imagine I'm just sitting on my shoulder while I worked. It would be pretty awesome. He looks so chill. I like this guy, Sway. He Bro, looks so chill. I grew chill. up in a family of pets. I grew up in a pet industry. I've had tons of pets, lizards, turtles, cats, dogs, you name it. I have a cool-ass I mean, adventure cat, too. I uh, love to go out in public. But he looks the chill, bird man. is such a unique pet, and he's chill, and you can teach him cool stuff, and they love to talk and reverb and be part of stuff. Can he... It's definitely a different situation. And for him to love fantasy football, like, how much crazier is that? Bro, like, bro. now my chick can't even bother me. I'm just like, yo, the bird's watching. I got to chill. You know? Have him call in sometime. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, sway to the moon. I'm, I'm going to set up picks for him and see what way he Bro, rocks. hey, bro, can we, can we, is he there now? Like, can, can we set up, like, a, a, a video call where he's just in the corner, like, just sitting there for a show? Like, let's, let's do it. Uh, no, for sure. I mean, I'm sitting out in the truck right now, so my chick's not bothering me. But uh, I could interview him. Yeah, I could go up and we get we get it, we get the bird show going. I mean, I could sure. interview him. He could just be in the corner, just and we could just get his reaction. You like you like Hopkins, and you know we probably see him move his head. I don't know. All right, hey, hang tight for me. Appreciate you, slime, slime to the moon. Uh, let me let me let me cycle through here because we're probably gonna end the show here in a second. Uh, uh, Scuba Steve, what what's, what are your final thoughts? Oh hey man, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, I guess I guess guess my final thoughts is is um, man, uh, the all these like free agent guys. It seems like nobody's like really making the moves. And uh, I guess my final thoughts is Kansas City. It it seems like at, uh, in the beginning of the free agency, it seems like they're they're going to be all interested in every and like these like different like players. And it seems like uh, they're just going to go right in with that with the same uh, roster. Uh, that they had, uh, that they had. So I guess my question is, is uh, if they the offense stays the same, where are you uh, feel comfortable? I guess uh, taking Mahomes. Like it, it, I, I know that uh, you like uh, Joe Burrow and stuff, but uh, are you all right taking on Mahomes? Or, or you, you think that with the same players, that he'll, he'll put up the same numbers? Do you think that his numbers will go down? Thanks, golf. Uh, I, I guess I'll just watch some thoughts on that. Yeah. See you later, golf. Appreciate you. Um, I, I think, uh, like I did an early quarterback video the other night, I'm very comfortable taking Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts in round two 
and I don't bat an eye. And I think everybody that makes fun of it, they can they can watch from they can watch from behind. Because because we're we're gonna be we're gonna be so far out in front, they're gonna be staring at our backs, and we're gonna be ripping rip, ripping uh, you know we're gonna be uh, uh, crop dusting them as we head to the to the championship. Crop dust your league mates as they sit there behind you as you draft these players ahead of them like Gibbs and Watson, Christian Watson, and all these early quarterbacks. I love Joe Burrow in round four. It wins you a league, and half the time I pass on going Mahomes or Hurts or Josh Allen in round two, it's because I'm going after Joe Burrow in round four, and if I miss out on that one, there's another escape parachute in round five named Justin Fields, and if I miss out on that escape parachute, I go to the end of six, sometimes seven, and I grab the last parachute, in my opinion, that is T-Law. And I don't miss. I usually grab one of those guys. I've only missed one time, I think, in the last like month of drafting. And I love my team anyway because I got Anthony Richardson and a combination of different players. And that team was fire. I was last night, actually. But I, I, I have no problem taking Mahomes in round two. Especially in best ball. If you get Kelsey in one, you get Mahomes in two. It makes total sense. Mahomes in two. And, and, a, quarterback, and, a, and a wide receiver like Dotson in seven. Let somebody else take... Uh, Deshaun Watson in seven or eight, and I'll take Dotson, and then I'll get Mahomes, and then they get who? Even if they got St. Brown, who I love in round two, my Mahomes and Dotson outscores Deshaun Watson and St. Brown, or it's at least equal. I'm never going to be bested when we compare apples to apples. So to answer your question, Mahomes is a second-round lock. Josh Allen's a second-round lock. Jalen Hurts is a second-round lock, and guess what? Joe Burrow should be a second-round lock, but he's not. He's a fourth-rounder, and we're cleaning up because of it. It's absolutely magnificent. Get burrowed. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. It, it's crazy to me. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow belongs in that tier. I don't even understand why people are letting it happen. He's sitting in four. He's sitting in four. That's the only reason I pass on on those early quarterbacks is because he's an early quarterback. And he fell he fell off the cart. He fell off the cart, rolled into the fourth round, and nobody picked him up. He's still sitting there. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and uh, he also he also uh, too is uh, I mean I mean I know everybody likes likes Hurts uh, and uh, Jalen uh, Josh Allen because of the rushing upside. Uh, I mean I had uh, Burrow last year, and there was, there was a couple a uh, couple games. But even he, I think he had like two or three, uh, at least like two or three touchdowns, and then he even had a couple rushing touchdowns too. So he, I mean, he does. I mean, he doesn't. I, I don't think he, he's not going to do it at like to the same as like a Josh Allen or all like those guys. But I mean, like every once in a while, he's gonna, he's going to add in a couple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Gibbs to the Chiefs. What's that even mean, Gibbs to the Chiefs? What are we talking about? What are we talking about there? I don't even know what that means. Um, golf. Appreciate you, pal. Uh, D-Town, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Matt O. Okay, uh, uh, Scuba, appreciate you. Thank you for for the call tonight. And I don't know if I'll be live back tonight. I I certainly could, depending on on the news right now, Uh, depending on the New England Patriot, Hopkins, you know, news, Dalvin Cook. And to answer your other question about Dalvin Cook, uh, or just you said a lot of these guys aren't being signed, Cook technically can't be even talked to right now. Until that all that whole thing becomes official, once Cook is officially released, uh, then we'll see some stuff. So the reason why we haven't 
seen anything on Dalvin Cook is because nothing can actually happen. And the whole Miami Mike, where it seemed like he was drunk on, you know, at the podium answering questions from reporters, he did sound crazy the way he went about it, but he was essentially being asked about Dalvin Cook. And after that tampering, after that tampering punishment situation, that what he was essentially yeah. saying is, I wasn't born yesterday. I'd be absolutely crazy to talk about Dalvin Cook or to suggest that I have any sort of knowledge about whether he's going to come over, whether we are going to have him come over. But his defensive maneuvering there makes me think he 100% wants Dalvin Cook. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't say, look, he's, I, no, we don't, I'm not going to discuss who we want, and, and he's not even released. Like, why would we, like, he, he was, like, very, very weird about it. And so that makes me think that Cook is on his mind, and I think Dalvin Cook does end up in Miami, but who who the hell knows? I thought, I thought, I, I thought Fitz, or Fitz, Fitzgerald, I thought Hopkins, I'm thinking, you know, all Cardinal wide receivers right now. I thought Hopkins would have a bigger market than he has, and he doesn't. Like we, it, it's hard to know what's going to hap- happen when a a player gets released and cut. It's really, it's probably the toughest thing to predict what's going to happen. Even Lamar, Most Lamar wasn't cut or released, but Lamar was given the non-exclusive franchise tag, and it was so hard to know how that was going to be received. And it was easy to predict things and all that, but when it came down to it. Everybody, including me, was way off base on the market for Lamar. There was no market for Lamar, and it was crazy to me. And just because I was wrong on it doesn't mean I feel wrong in terms of my stance. I think teams were absolutely bonkers and nuts to not go after Lamar Jackson at the cost of of, of that those two first-round picks for some of these teams that need quarterbacks. Just like I think teams, yeah. regardless of whether I have... Regardless of whether I have the assessment wrong of what teams will do, I still believe teams are absolutely idiotic, especially the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I love these teams. It's not that I'm against the franchise, but it's an idiotic move to not go scoop up DeAndre Hopkins so that a Kansas City Chief can't, the team can't, and then the Buffalo Bills have this extra piece. Like, I don't want them in Buffalo, but the Buffalo Bills are ridiculous to not go get DeAndre Hopkins. This is ridiculous. Borderline crazy. But you can't predict this stuff. Cook, Hopkins, none of it. Lamar, none of it makes sense. Jimmy G? Like, Lamar Jackson can't get a single team to come after him with an offer sheet to surrender two first-round picks to bring in that kind of player to, to potentially win championships, but Jimmy G, who can't even pass a physical, can go get a job and and be the one they select to throw footballs to DeAndre Hopkins and lead the way for, for Josh Jacobs. It's unbelievable to me sometimes. I feel like I'm watching draft day. Hey, hey well, I thought um, that they, that they uh, came out and said that, it, that his uh, release was official, all right? Like, uh, was... Uh, was uh, his um, release was official because I think I think uh, on the eighth they said that it was supposed to be uh, official on Friday. Uh, he should already be like a free agent, right? Or, or, or didn't they like already they already cut him? Um, it said that they so it says uh, are expected to release Dalvin Cook, and we're still awaiting oh. the official release. Um, oh, okay. Because yeah. the last the last thing that. I- I saw, as it, it said, that I guess like it, it, he was supposed to get released uh, this Friday. Right. And, so and we're wait, we're still waiting. Like, he was supposed to get released on the first, bro. 
and then they didn't release oh, yeah. him, you know? Yeah. So we're still waiting. Huh. We're still waiting. All right. All right. Hey, Scuba, no. pr- appreciate you. Later, pal. Later. Uh, Bella, check yourself. Final final thoughts. What's going on? Uh, no, I didn't really have any final thoughts. I just uh, wanted to say I appreciate the show. I did have a question. So um, I'm on the clock right now, and my team looks like Trevor Lawrence, Bijan, Alave, Whitley, Watson, and Pitts. And I need to go best player available, not really, but I'm thinking about running back. And I'm looking at either Cook or Akers. What do you think? Cook or Akers? A Dalvin Cook or Akers? I'd probably go Akers. And I'm not even a big Akers fan. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm not even a big Akers. But you got a lot more trade value with Akers, you know? Yeah. And right, my, 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 hat, my, my hat really pressed against my head. I got a big end indentation. Uh, is is what, there somebody later down? Yeah, is there, yeah, yeah I do you, have a... Uh, yeah, read them off. Yeah, I got... Okay, what's up, I have uh, Connor, Pacheco, White, Kamara, oh, yeah. Monty... That's pretty much it. I like Pacheco maybe a little more, especially if you can get, uh, especially if you can get uh, McKinnon, you know? Yeah, well, well, my team is pretty much fire, I think. Uh, Warren, Dijon, Olave, Ridley, Watson, and Pitts so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Akers over Pacheco, but I, I probably like Pacheco a little bit more, to be honest. I'd go, right, I'd go Pacheco. All right, uh, appreciate you, Bella. Check yourself. Thank you, man. No doubt. Well, Alex Cruz, final thoughts, pal. I wanted to ask you, uh, how long do you think Rodgers is actually going to play in New York? Because, you know, who knows? Like, maybe he doesn't play as long as you think, and Gary Wilson is sitting there, like, with a terrible quarterback in a couple years. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jonathan, if you could mute real quick, you got a lot of background noise for some reason. It sounds like you're skydiving. Thanks. I'll come to you in one second. Um, I think uh, I think no one knows. Aaron Rodgers doesn't know. He doesn't know if he's playing, you know, more than more than a a, a year. You know, he's gonna find out in the off season when he goes to his, you know, sweat camp and his darkness retreat. So I think that the likelihood of him playing two years versus one increases given he's got a new environment with a whole new, you know, youthful feel and he's got a bunch of young guys around him and they're building something and they're headed in a direction. And if he just kind of steps off the train as they're heading in this direction, he might feel like he's missing out. I kind of feel like if his body's good to go, he'll play two more years, but certainly capable of one. Right. Depends on what Swifty says. That's kind of scary, right? So that's kind of a little scary for you. For the other pieces in New York, right? I mean, um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it is. It worries me about like who's throwing the football. But, but if you worry about that, and he plays two more years, then like what year three, they could bring in somebody. You know, I mean, look at look at how Lamar was kind of available, and Aaron Rodgers was available. Like there could be some move. The Jets are aggressive to get Rodgers. They probably would be aggressive to replace him. If I had to guess, but we'll have to see. Um, salty yeah. Chopper dropping a, a, a five dollar holler. Appreciate that, Salty. Thanks a lot, pal. Um, Russian collusion. I'll talk to you later, sweetie. 
Um, Collusion said, Smitty, thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. Alex is, Alex is, uh, the longest time super or, uh, YouTube exclusive member. Alex, appreciate you, my man. Um, Collusion said, Smitty, how rude are you? Your biggest fan is on the phone. You didn't even uh, say his name. I, I, well, it's his, it's his son. That's his biggest phone. If he would have called and said, Hey, it's Sway. I would have, I would have chirped at him, but thank you, Russian. Appreciate your super chat. Uh, uh, speaking of slime, Slime, any final thoughts? And appreciate you, my man. I definitely have one. I feel uh, you're a little rough on the Chargers this year. According to ESPN uh, strength of schedule, we got the Chargers with number two hardest schedule for quarterback, number four hardest schedule for wide receiver. I know they're a little bit older. You know, we got uh, Williams and we got Keenan Allen. But Keenan Allen's been a key player besides when injured the past few years. Uh, how come we're so against them, against uh, pro them with such a positive schedule ahead of well, us? Well, you said hardest. Do you mean easiest schedule? Because you said hardest, I thought. Easiest, easiest. Yeah, okay. no, no, easiest schedule for the Chargers. I have number two for QB, 13 for running back, four for wide receiver, and nine for tight end. I, so I'm I'm really feeling like I haven't really drafted them too much. A, I'm a fan of the show. B, uh, you know, with the age, I'm a little conservative as well. But just looking for because I always see you uh, kind of downplay, uh, you know, the Chargers offense a little bit. So that's kind of what I'm looking for an answer on. Well, I mean, I still have this right here. Let me play the Herbert punching in the throat. We haven't played this in a really long time. So, look, I like Herbert. I've always liked Herbert. Herbert's a really good player. He's got an amazing skill set. But, I mean, he crapped the bed last year hardcore. And I think we'd be crazy to just, like, give him a pass when there's so many legit, like, legit, unquestionable options that feel like they should be ranked ahead of him, like Hurts and Burrow and Mahomes. And, and I think T-Law... Is the one guy Fields too? I think Fields looked so good last year. There's no way I can rank Herbert above Fields. Fields is gonna just have such a good year. So after Fields, so we'll call Fields five. Okay, Burrow's you know three, four, two, whatever. So the big five are Fields and all those top guys above them. T Law has probably I would say as many questions as Herbert does. The only difference is T Law left you know on a positive note and herbert really didn't so is it crazy he lost evidence dude that you, dude is like a triangle like image that dude's neck is a triangle i can't even imagine trying to tackle that bro yeah i mean that's why i dropped that i mean that science bro he's he he's the shape of a triangle um i'll play that on the way out so people can understand what i'm saying he's linked to the pyramids i mean essentially but but Trevor Lawrence ended on a high note. Herbert didn't. And so I don't think I'm I don't think I'm like I don't hate on Herbert. I don't hate on the Chargers. I don't say the Chargers are gonna bomb or do bad. I just say I'm in a wait and see mode. I believe they're capable. I believe Herbert's got a lot of weapons. Can they stay healthy? We'll see. Keenan Allen's a year older. Mike Williams can never stay healthy. Quentin Johnson's still very raw. Austin Eckler's twenty eight years old. Um, they've got a new offensive coordinator. They've got a new offense being deployed. It probably should be very good. But then again, this guy's a running back by committee type guy. So he's going to ma- maybe take Eckler 
out of some of the equation, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he says not with Eckler. I'll do a running back by committee, but not with Eckler. We don't know. But Eckler's twenty eight in with the I, age under. Yeah, yeah, age understandable for sure. I mean, it's it's all just it's all. I think it's all like you're pushing guys around a little bit here, here, here. They're all like Herbert's there. He's 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 in the conversation of T Law and Lamar. You know, and a lot Lamar especially with the injury risk and the PCL. His PCL was torn. Like here's your PCL. He tore it to the point where it was there's lax that like it, it's it was almost a complete tear. It was a two three grade tear. If it was a three grade a grade three tear, he needed he needed surgery. And you could tear it like three grade three, and essentially be so loose that it does no good. Like it's just like a almost like a, you know, a, a just like a stretched out rubber band. In it doesn't do any good in sense in the sense of holding the knee tight. So. He had a grade two, three tear, and that doesn't, I mean, it might tighten up. It might get a little bit better over time. I mean, I don't really know how well that, that will heal when he tore it to the point where it's almost a th- grade three tear. So, like, Lamar comes with a bunch of risk. I think Lamar and Herbert are equal in risk. I think you got Herbert busting last year. You got Lamar injured last year, injured for multiple years, busting for three straight years, essentially. And so they're both in the same boat. But T-Law, to me, because he ended on a high note, because he's getting Ridley, because I just believe in what I see. I, what I see in T-Law, though, I saw out of Herbert last year before Herbert you know, busted on us. So in, in, in beyond being honest, I didn't see Herbert busting. So could T-Law bust? Sure. But I don't think I'm that hard on him. I just Do you think see uh, Herbert and Lamar in the same situation with zero wide receivers throughout the rest of the season? Obviously, Lamar got hurt, but do you see that as a potential issue? Zero to throw to? Mm, I mean, at least he's got three wide receivers now. He still has Eckler. I think he's got pr- he's got the weapon part pretty covered, but I mean, c- could could both his wide receivers get injured and Quentin Johnson be the only guy? I mean, we've seen it before, so I, I suppose I'm still a little concerned about it. And then Eckler's 28, so yeah, no, I yeah, who knows? The whole the whole room could be gone. I don't know. I'm just I just want to see it happen before I I get on board when I've got an option like T Law sitting there. I did my early quarterback drafting video. I didn't mention Herbert one time. I didn't mention one time. I talked about my big six quarterbacks, and he wasn't mentioned. It's not that he can't get there, but I just don't have him there. Not right now. Not yet. Doesn't mean I hate him. Doesn't mean I'm I'm calling a bust season. I'm just set, stepping back and letting everybody else take him. And we'll see. We'll see next year. Are your right. uh, updates on fantasyfootballshow.com uh, updated to current, even in an off season? Oh yeah, there is no off season, bro. There's no off season. Always current. Do you find other people like I do thinking you're crazy talking about fantasy football months before even summer starts? Uh, not in my, not in here, not in this circle here. Outside these doors, sure. <laughs> and my mom doesn't know what I do. My mom thinks I'm unemployed. <laughs> you know, he does, he does this. He got Technically his. De- you are. <laughs> he got his degrees. I don't know what he does on the computer. I mean, if 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 football goes down, he he's in trouble. I don't know what he does. Uh, he talks on a computer, but I mean, how much could that do? <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, slime. He's still using a dial-up to get in. I appreciate yeah. the time, Smitty. I'll get the video of Sway. Uh, uh, yes. Tell Sway. For the show for tell sure. Sway I said hey. Yeah. 
tell Sway I said, hey, I want I want that that vertical shot of that same thing. Him watching it, him watching it vertical. And is that? Let's play it one more time for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. This is my biggest fan right here. This guy's son. Yeah, so I want the phone vertical like it is there with him watching it vertical, but I also want the recording phone vertical so I can see the, yeah. That's beautiful. That's, that's my biggest fan there. Sway's my boy. Uh, all right, I'll see you later, pal. Appreciate you, Slime. Later, brother. Later. Um, real quickly, D- Denny, Denny, I need to go quick. I need to get off the line here. Denny, you've got 10 seconds. All right, uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to uh, New England. Yeah, we're not going to let him go. We need somebody that got good hands that can catch the ball, man. He's not getting off the table. There's no way. If I was Belichick, dude, I would never let him go. I'll get DeAndre that he wants to pick him up. Uh, uh, that's what I got to say. Smitty, I love you. All right. I appreciate you, Denny. Thanks for calling in, pal. All right, man. Um, He he sounds so down. Uh, Jonathan, final thoughts. Oh, Jonathan hasn't even spoke yet. Jonathan, I'll give you a little longer than 10 seconds, but I do got to go. So what can I help you with, pal? What's up, brother? What's up? So just real quick, man. um, Did you ever hear that um, that interview that Debo Samuel had about his film tape of of last season and how shit it was and you know he, all the things that he said about it. Did you did you ever catch what he what he said, or did you hear that? I interview? did, I did, and I broke it down, saying that his verbiage of how him and Shanahan put it behind him, put it behind them, like it was a beef between the two. People didn't catch it when, when what he said. They didn't break it down properly. People thought he was just ripping on himself, and he was talking about how this team, the 49ers, put him behind the eight ball. Trying to catch back up. He wasn't in shape. He wasn't in... in Like, people think, oh, you work out, you're going to be fine. Like, people are sending me uh, DMs of, of Barkley working out. When I said Barkley holds out for a good month and a half, Barkley has a higher likelihood of getting injured. And people would send me video clips of Barkley working out and saying, oh, he'll be fine. It's different. When you're on the field cutting, there's your ligaments. Everything needs to be in rhythm. It takes... You're so far behind the eight ball. When you end up holding out and you're not there in a rhythm. Debo was behind schedule, never got on track, was off kilter all year. And his verbiage was very clear. He said that Shanahan and him met. His footage was garbage. He never wants to put that kind of film on, on or that kind of work on film again. So that Meaning he never wants to see himself play so bad ever again on film. But he said, we put, I got, I got in late. I was never in rhythm. And we put it behind us, the you know, not getting in there on time. This was this was Shanahan's fault. This was the the Niners' fault for not signing him when they knew they were going to sign him anyway. But they wanted to just do it later after he sacrificed his body and played running back for the organization the year prior, which he didn't have to do. He shortened his career for this team, and they didn't want to give him the contract early on so he could focus on football and build rapport with his quarterback. Yeah, I agree. That's why I was wondering if you saw it the same way I did, because a lot of people didn't really, you know, catch that. I, I know I did, but I was just wondering what you thought about it. Um, and do you think that, you know, because of, you know, the lack of production, because I remember you were very high on him, um, you know, before the season started last year. 
Um, you know, his ADP is going like around the fourth round or mm-hmm. so, sometimes even in the fifth. I mean, I personally think that's like a steal, but, you know, what do you think? Do you think of, do you see yourself drafting him or, you know, do you think, you know, he might have a, you know, a better, a better year? You know, I, I, I don't mind him as my fourth drafted player, but not in every league because yeah. I feel like his year could be up and down. If let's say they don't have Purdy back, then Debo is going to be fed. But when Purdy comes back, right. Purdy and Debo didn't connect as well as everybody like wants to pretend that they did. Like Debo is still kind of non-existent from uh, from a certain at a certain uh, level, and yeah. I don't really know what what his role is going to be once he's not needed to run the ball as much. And with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, like he doesn't need to run as much. But at least with the quarterback that that maybe isn't as competent to run the entire playbook and stretch the field and extend plays like Brock Purdy. Because Brock Purdy, as much as I think people are overhyping Brock Purdy, because I think his arm is not the greatest, I think he got figured out a little bit, started looking a lot a lot more mistake-prone at right before his injury, if people remember correctly. But the one thing about Brock yeah. Purdy is he can extend a play. He's got great pocket awareness, and and he he was very prepared, and he knew the playbook in and out. So he can extend the play long enough to get other people involved. Other quarterbacks, probably even Trey Lance, is going to be they're going to be limited, and so Debo is going to be there. Going to be a lot of design plays for Debo Samuel. So Debo could be up and down depending on the quarterback. And so for that reason, I don't want him as my third drafted player, but I I like him as a fourth drafted player, just not in like not anything more than like ten percent of my leagues, maybe fifteen percent, ten percent. Yeah, I have him on a dynasty league, so that's why I was wondering. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I should hold, if I should try to sell him. Trade him for London. You know, I tried to sell him. I tried that, man. And the Watson, guy, the guy, the guy doesn't want him. I have Watson. Okay, I have uh, him my you know, Dotson and something you could get potentially for Debo. That, that but you want to get more because the fair market value is a lot higher for Debo. But past that, mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't go making weird moves to just get rid of him and, and assumption that he gets hurt. On the assumption he gets hurt, but you know, I, I like yeah. I like Debo enough. I, I drafted a team the other day with Debo as my fourth drafted player, and and I didn't really want to when I made the selection, but I needed a wide receiver very badly. All things did feel equal, and I went ahead and uh, and then I went ahead and grabbed him. And then looking back on it, I think I've got the team here. Let me let me throw it on screen here and show you. It's a fire team. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm playing I'm playing. I'm just, I'm just crushing was it, these. Was it the one that you, was it the one that you drafted yesterday? Uh, I think I put it on my IG, but it, it is straight, straight. I, I think I, I, I think I saw it yesterday. I think you had, um, is it the one with Burrow on it? I think so. I'm trying to find it right now. It was just straight fire. It was crazy. Then, I think you have Gibbs, Gibbs, Burrow, and I think you went Garrett. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, here here is yeah, the that beginning. Team, that team I don't remember what what it how it ended up. It's definitely like a few picks in from here, but this is the only graphic I can find, and I forget how it ended up finishing out. But I took Patrick Mahomes and Fields, and I got Jamar Chase, and I got Debo, and I got Drake London. I got so I got Chase Debo London. Those are fire wide receivers. And Swift and Kamara at running back. And then I think I got Pacheco as well or something. I forget. Maybe even Charbonnet. 
But I have Mahomes and Fields. Like that's this is a one QB, but the optimal scoring. Yeah, I mean that team's that you're team's sad, really really good. As long as I get a couple more RBs in there, and I think I did. I just can't remember how it it shook out. But yeah, that so Debo and, my, De, Debo here would be great. Debo here, this is fantastic. I think uh, my uh, I think you'll be really proud of the dynasty team that I have because I literally went based I'm, on a lot of the players that you're so high on. And I'm hoping to God that it all pays out because I listen to your videos every single day. Um, You're like sway. I'm driving to work. That. Yeah, man, I listen to your stuff every single day, bro. Like I don't, I don't always get to catch you on live because you know I, I work, bro. I work, you know, in the medical field, so it's kind of hard. But, um, but, bro, when I'm driving to work or whatever I'm at work, you know, I listen to the old videos or whatever you posted, you know, nice. the night before or whatever. Hey, keep, you know, keep, I listen to all your keep, stuff. keep in mind when you're, um, and I, I appreciate the YouTube views more than I appreciate any other views, to be honest. So I like the YouTube views. But if you are in a spot where you need it in your pocket and, you know, it keeps like, you know, changing the, the it keeps swiping on you when you're walking or something. Uh, Spotify, almost all of them are on Spotify, my shows. And when you lock your phone, oh, really? yeah, the video show too. It's video, video and audio. And oh, so if, if you, I didn't know that. Yeah, and if you lock it, it'll turn into an audio pod, so that way you can listen to the show too. So just something to keep Most in mind. Oh, that's so cool, bro. Because I, I have Spotify, so I didn't even know you had that, bro. Yeah, I'll most definitely check that shit out because that that would even save my battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, yeah. I, I, I legit listen to all your stuff, bro. But yeah. I don't know if you have time to listen to my dynasty team. If you have uh, time, real just real, real quickly, I, I do got to run, but but shoot it out real quick and I'll I'll, I'll evaluate it. All right, bro. So I got um, so it's a twelve man league, uh, one QB. So I have uh, Justin Fields, I have B. John Robinson, I have ETN, I have um, I have Debo, DJ Moore, uh, Christian Watson. I have Mark Andrews as my tight end. I have Damian Pierce. Um, I also have Mike Williams. And backup quarterbacks, I have Ritter and I have Howell. And I have uh, also I have Elijah Mitchell as another RB. And then my rookies, I have Jonathan Mingo, Reshi Rice. Um, I also have uh, Gabriel Davis. I like it. Um, that's pretty much the squad. And I also have Sean Tucker on my taxi squad. I like it. That's a team, bro. The, uh, that's a that's team. What I think. I that's think a I, team. I think I might do pretty good. I, I really I really like that stack that I have with uh, Justin Fields and uh, DJ Moore. I think I think DJ Moore is going to go. I think it's going to finally go off. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, for. yeah, and you got the you got them stacked. Not that it matters much in a in a re- regular redraft, but um, but yeah, I mean it's fun. So yeah, good good team, man. Really good team. I like it a lot. Watson's gonna fire. Um, Andrews is fantastic. You know, may, maybe even trade. Like part of me wonders if you could trade ET. Like I don't know if I want to trade ETN. You can trade. You can start ETN as a flex, right? Yeah. It, like if you were to get another RB, or, or is Pierce starting? Yeah, because I have yeah, because it's a it's a three flex three flex position. Okay. So I have uh, on my flexes. I have Watson, Mike Williams, and Pierce. Like, could you get rid of a future first or a couple future first to get to get uh, Gibbs in there? That would be pretty elite to have Bijan, Etienne, and Gibbs. Yeah, bro, I tried that already, and Dubai is not—he's not having it. Because as okay. soon as, as soon as fucking uh, what's that guy's name, uh, the dude that got drafted by by uh, 
Jacksonville. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to be the new RB1. I'm like, come on, dude. Bigsby. Yeah, like come on. De- definitely cuff Bigsby because he will get some goal line work, but um, he's more so like I, I think Etn similar to Gibbs. Etn's going to have his role no matter what Tank Bigsby does. But yeah, all right. Hey, I got to run, yeah, but I, appre- I, I, I appreciate you, Jonathan. And real quickly, what? I was just going to say, man, I appreciate the show, bro. And uh, I always hit the likes. I always swipe my feet in the door. Thanks, let you know, and everybody do that. You know, I appreciate you for always being, um, you know, like you're literally the only podcast, bro, that is 24-7, 365 days a year, always throwing in contact. And, you know, people like us, man, that we love fantasy football, bro, we really do appreciate you, man. Keep right. up the hustle, man. Yep. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Over. Yes, All right. Later. Uh, Ron Navy, final thoughts. Thank you for the super chat overcome. Thoughts on Damian Harris. Uh, Damian Harris is a guy I kind of stay away from, but could he be solid, I suppose? Uh, do I think James Cook's a little bit more set up to do well there? Probably because he knows the system, but I kind of like Damian Harris a little more than James Cook. So I guess it depends on where you get him. You know, if he's if he's like your bench running back, I don't mind it. What's up, Ron? Final thoughts? Yeah, it's about getting ready to storm here. Sitting yeah. out back here, and it's like thunder and lightning. Your lobster run away? Your lobster get scared and <laughs> yeah. run away? In water. It wasn't lobster. It was crab. Or whatever. Crab like. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good. All right, Ron. Appreciate you, man. But Go watch the that game. Yeah, I, I was I was, uh, I was, was looking at it a little bit. I hate watching it, though. I just like to be surprised like I was the other day with hockey. Yeah. All right, Ron. Well, Ron, I'll be I'll be live later if there's breaking news, but if that if not, I probably won't be. I'll be create some sort of premiere for tomorrow though. I'll spend my time doing that. But if news breaks on Hopkins or anything, I'll I'll be live. So, appreciate everybody. Make sure you get on over to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Link is pinned in the live chat. Link is in the description of every video. We'll be drafting live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every single Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then also on Tuesdays after the Panic Chamber, we tend to get into some kind of underdog situation. So so kind of know that it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it's always three days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, midnight Eastern, and you want to get on over to underdog now and sign up so you, you aren't missing out on getting in the draft because you're trying to sign up later. It's really quick. Hit that link that's pinned in the live chat or the description or use code Smitty and get that bonus match up to $100 by using the link or code Smitty. Ron, I'll see you later. Yep, yep. later, Smitty. Later. Have a good day. Oops, sorry, Ron. All right, later, guys. Appreciate you. Um, I had two requests, one for the Brees Hall and for the um, the uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, video. So here you go. Appreciate you all. Get Brees. Oh, sorry. Actually, let me, uh, yeah, let me hit those videos and then I'll thank everybody that super chatted today. So here's, here are the videos. This is the Brees Hall video. Get Brees. There we go. Brees Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. 
He's Breeze. He's Breeze. He does a hole of a job. A hole of a job. A hole of a job. Breeze Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hole of a job. A lion lives among us, posing as half man, half lawman. His golden mane is reportedly six feet long and is bathed in milk. That's right. His marvelous mane grows longer with each breath he takes. Legend has it that if you say T-Law in the dark in the bathroom three times, you lose your league instantly. Conspiracy fanatics have linked his triangle bone structure to the ancient pyramids and alien theory. Thank you all for watching. Please hit that thumb up button on your on the way out the door. The super chatters tonight. I appreciate you, Sir Isaac, dropping a two dollar. Denny dropping one. Overcome dropping one. Appreciate you, uh, three gentlemen, doing that. Sick nasty dropping a five dollar holler. Russian collusion dropping a five dollar. Uh, Sick nasty dropping another super chat. Russian collusion dropping yet another one. Appreciate you, Russian. Nice team, by the way, Russian, and uh, appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much, pal. I uh, appreciate Sway's father swinging in here, and I appreciate Sway. Um, Salty Chopper, Gibbs to the Moon, appreciate you, Salty, and Overcome saying thoughts on Damian Harris, which I already answered. I think he's he's decent if he's a, your bench running back. Appreciate you all. Thank you for super chatting. Thank you for helping keep the lights on. Thank you to all my YouTube exclusive members. If you want to become a YouTube exclusive member, just click that join button or the membership tab on this YouTube channel. There's a membership tab. When you close out the live chat, you'll see it. That's how you become a YouTube exclusive member. It's also where you're going to find the merch, the store tab on the YouTube channel. If you want to get your Brees' Pieces shirt or your, your running back one Bijan, I'll see you all later. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.